stayed up and I stayed down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out, it's the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeezed the life out of shit. He tried, but couldn't break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga, we still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money coming, sure the crew dick their shit. I prayed up and I stayed down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out, it's the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, put the lights down, turn the bass up One time for the pay cuts And the price guy just squeezed the life out of shit They tried but couldn't break us What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga, we still here That fake shit, we cutting it out Money coming, sure the crew got their shit Yo, what up, guys? Yo, yo Yo, yo, what is up, fellas? Good to see everybody And uh, welcome, audience, to a Another episode of Food for the Culture, where we bring you a great conversation about uh, uplifting stories, current events, pop culture, and of course, dating. Uh, I'm your host, of course, Big Mike, a.k.a. the savant named Levant. Uh, We got Banks in the building. He'll be visible shortly. Big facts. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, we got uh, Mr. Josh Waring himself. Yo, what up, guys? Yeah, what, what, what's up? What's up, fellas? Um, good to see everybody. How's everybody's week been since we last been on here? Busy. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, like I can imagine, can imagine. Um, but uh, you know, we, I definitely want to get your thoughts on this, Banks, even if you're not visible, because the biggest story, you know, the last week was, of course, we're going to start with the uh, untimely passing of Mr. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman. Uh, Josh and I talked about this on another show, but you know, want to get your thoughts on the two banks. What do you think we first heard about it? First, I, I thought it was a a joke. Like I'm literally, I'm in a pool. Actually, I'm in a hot tub, and I'm talking to this couple, and I had brought my speaker. I was listening to music, and they were like, "Oh, he plays some the little baby or all that." And then I get a an alert, and I see. I see, oh, there's a recent passing, and I'm looking, I'm reading, I'm like, wait, this can't be, I'm like, dot 45, I'm like, what? I'm like, how did, this, how did this happen? I'm like, why would he die? Like, what was wrong with him? And then I'm reading the article, I'm like, oh, wow, colon cancer. And I think the crazy thing about it is, to add on to, I mean, to the idea of what he portrayed, and, you know, going back to Black Panther, <laughs> it was biggest role, at least in my eyes, um, was this guy did all this and managed to live a regular life and keep the secret to, I don't for whatever reason, but it just, it was just amazing to me that he managed to keep this a secret for so long and it was also very sad at the same time because during his last moments, he lost a lot of weight and, you know, the internet is never defeated. They were playing a lot of jokes on him, thinking like he was calling, saying he was on drugs, he was on crack or whatever, which was wrong. But in all, in all actuality, he had colon cancer, colon cancer and it was just, it, it, it just was just shocking to see 
him die so early, so young, just just at the the top of his career, just to see him go, it it it, it I felt like I lost a friend, a family member, like it it, it really it really bothered me. Okay, um, and you said your uh, you know, what was your favorite role? Was it the Black Panther or something else that he did? I, well, to be honest, it was Black Panther. Um, like I, I seen him in other movies, uh, but what really did it for me and like Black Panther, like I mean, I seen Black Panther four times, like literally four times. Like I went back to the theater, paid, went back again, like that was my movie. Like he was cool in the other worlds he did with Jesse Jackson and all, with all that. I mean, not Jesse Jackson, uh, Jackie Robinson, but uh, I, to me, for me, it was Black Panther. Like it was that was the movie for me. Okay, all right. I know we touched on this on another show, Josh, but just to give our food for the culture uh, audience about what the uh, how did his death affect you? Well, first, I just wanted to you know, out of all respect pay a tribute to Chadwick with this video from E the Hip Hop Preacher real quick. It's a short clip. Uh -huh. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. It's time to declare war, saints. It's time. You got you got celebrities die, people with money, people who had the best health care in the world. You got people who were poor, people who are left out of American society dying. You got older people, younger people, kids dying. The devil is on a rampage. It's time for God's people to be on a rampage. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. The more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes. The one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. We don't know how long we're gonna be on this earth. Many have passed away this year. We don't know how long we're gonna be on this earth. Please do me a favor. Let the Spirit of the Lord move through you and leave your mark on this earth. Congo forever. So, yeah, just wanted to reiterate that message. And, you know, it's best to do things that you're passionate about because, again, we all know that tomorrow is never promised. So it's always better to do what you're passionate about and do what your mission and life is to, so you can fulfill your purpose on earth. And I thought one great gesture that I saw today was that his hometown actually wanted to erect a statue of him or at least replace, you know, replace the Confederate one, obviously, where he's from. Yeah, South Carolina, right? Absolutely. Right. And yeah, one other thing I wanted to say, uh, sorry to intrude again, but uh, one thing that I really liked about Chadwick was how positive he was and all the things that he did to help as many people as he encountered. Even when you see 
the the running back the running back clips of like the little skits he did, especially with Black Panther and like surprising audience members uh, or I'm not audience, but people who saw the movie and surprising them and giving them little words of encouragement or even um, I feel like another thing that he encompasses is the idea of help and how powerful it is to help somebody who is in a low moment. And I feel like, especially with what his mentor, Denzel Washington, did for him, uh, with him being short uh, a couple grand for that uh, particular for that particular uh, semester cool. in college, yeah. and then Denzel sending the money out to help him, which really catapulted his career and getting him to that particular moment where we all know him today. And I think even when he was able to pay him back and give that speech to thank him, those words of encouragement and those words of like, you were there for me when I needed you the most. And I didn't even expect any help from you, but you helped me. And for you doing that, I want to continue to push forward and help as many people or do what I can to assist and help people less fortunate. And I think that's a very powerful thing that he did and that he showed to many, many people. And I feel, I do hope that many people attach themselves to that mindset and that idea and really take the opportunity to help somebody in need, regardless if it's small or big or whatever the case may be, Use this use this moment of time to help the people while they're here as opposed to walking past them. Yeah, totally agree, Banks. Um, and that's a good thought. And thanks for that tribute video as well. Um, Josh, uh, we've seen so many um, since he's passed, which tells you uh, his impact on everyone, even black or white, you know, or any any race, color or creed. And, um, you know, just for me, I've been following Chadwick for many years. So, you know, I was a fan of 42, you know, when it came out, you know, back then. And, and uh, you know, I was a person who, if I saw the role would have Chadwick Boseman, I was all in for it. So um, I've always been a fan, even before, you know, Black Panther. Um, when they announced him to play Black Panther in Civil War, which was the first role as Black Panther, I was very, very, you know, excited. And I thought um, he held his own with Titans like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. I just thought that that ensemble really showed that he can hold his own. And then to move forward with his own movie, which, as we know, moved um, so many people, you know, at that time. And his passing really does make you think, like Josh said, kind of like a carpe diem, right? Seize the day. Um, you know, if you have, if you're passionate, you know, do those passions, um, don't wait, you know, you never know. And also makes you think about, you know, your health overall as an individual and also the strength that he had to, you know, uh, keep making these movies while he was sick, keep visiting sick children, 
who also had cancer. Uh, he did that speech you played while he had the colon cancer. Um, so a lot of that shows that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And he never did, you know, give up. So I think his place um, in history will be forever sketched in our hearts, in our minds, and he will never be able to be replaced. Is my my thoughts on it. Absolutely, and definitely. It's uh, it was very encouraging that his inner circle did not leak the information because, as we know, in the entertainment space in that industry, people get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for the, that type of information. So I appreciate that you know he his uh, team was able to keep that a secret, and I just hope we as a culture learn from this moment because, as this meme says, right, when people saw this photo of him. The internet did what the internet did, right? They essentially became yeah. trolls, especially on right. black Twitter, right? So right, it's just right, like, right. guys, you got to learn from the situation. You got to learn from Kobe. You got to learn from Nip. You got to appreciate the people while they're here. People get too caught up in, you know, being online and people want their voices heard. And for, for whatever reason, the only way that they feel like their voice can be heard is if they're negative, if they're trolls, if they, you know, cause, you know, polarization and being you know, essentially being massive trolls. So appreciate the people while they're here because you're going to look stupid and corny as hell when something like this happens and you even know what happened. Yeah, that kind of goes back to a previous topic on an old a New Year radio show where we talked about um, uh, stuff like the Shade Room and how the puffs, the stuff they post is to get negative reactions for people to troll. And like they barely post a positive black message. They literally pick and choose what will get the most uh, comments because of the most trolls and stuff like that. So that's, you know, something you got to think about um, moving forward. Stuff like that. Um, and we're going to move forward. And again, rest in peace. Uh, Chadwick forever going to be with us. Um, and uh, we talked about more about Black Panther 2 on uh, Mental Theater. Check that out as well. Uh, moving forward, though, last week, while we were on the show, uh, the uh, the NBA, that day the NBA games were canceled because the Milwaukee Bucks started a boycott, which led to other teams, other leagues, uh, because of the shooting of Mr. Jacob Blake. Uh, since then, the NBA boycotted about two days, and they went back to play. After that, um, after, you know, some uh, Kenny Smith, you know, walked off the set. A lot of things happened. So I guess my question is less about the boycott or what do you think it accomplished anything by the NBA players doing that? No. Okay. That's a simple answer. I mean, within what, 48 hours, we already heard that they were going to resume the games. So what was the boycott for? Yeah. Well, I'll let John speak. What do you think about uh, that, John? I thought it was stupid. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it, it, it made us look like a joke. And I feel like, and I'm going to emphasize black people. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we always get the shorthand of the stick. We always get looked down upon. We always get played on or whatever. Just because uh, of the lack of organization and the lack of people wanting to work together. Together, it's everyone for themselves. And I think, or at least I know, with that move that they made, it just added more fuel to that particular fire. 
and even with the comments that um you know president trump made on his twitter saying like you know uh ratings for the nba soared due to them due to them being against the uh um, America and the, the American flag and all that. And they need, I can't wait for real sports to get back on like football and baseball. And I feel like that comment adds on to what the NBA or what these teams did by saying, Oh, we're going to boycott. We're not going, we're not going to deal with this nonsense anymore. We're going to actually take a stand. And then a day or two later, Oh, we're going to go play again. I'm like, what is that? It's like, it's, it's silly. It's silliness. And then with the comments that I don't know exactly what LeBron was saying, I didn't really look and read the whole article. But apparently, even when they had the the meeting, even LeBron said some comments that the young players didn't like as well. So it just seems like there's just a whole bunch of uh, behind the scenes stuff going on. And I feel like the approach that they're taking is not the greatest. Uh, it's not really doing much for the culture in that sense. And it's not really helping uh, the agendas that we would like to, you know, just all we want is a fair chance, a fair shot. That That's it. But it's just like with these little, you know, antics, it's just like, w- what's going on here? Yeah. At the end of the day, man, like, uh, man, it's crazy. Like uh, you can't make a huge stand but then don't follow through. You know, you can't like boycott and then come back to imagine think about the bus boycott, right? Uh 60 years ago. Imagine two days later, like, all right, we'll get back on the back of the bus. You know, you can't like do a boycott and then come back and play a couple of days later. I think the bus boycott was like a hundred some days, you know, and, and and it made a difference because they were losing money, the city buses, and they had to make a difference. So I'm just like what was the point of that? I agree with that whole thing. And then, to your point, John, a lot of times we're not united in our efforts, which leads us to fail, right? And even with this, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't tell anybody, um, and they did it. But then the other players got upset they didn't tell anybody. And then they had meetings about it where someone to leave, someone to stay. Like, you have to be united in order to put on a a, a stand, you know, to show a, uh, to, to show a good front. So I just feel like that was a couple of days off, you know, a couple of days more rest. At the end of the day, it didn't accomplish anything. And, you know, now they're back to playing and we're back to talking about only basketball. If you watch all these shows, it's, it's two, two, three days later. Like, it's back to only sports. So It ahead. made us look stupid. Like, right. even with the news reporter that made that comment about LeBron, saying, you know, you should just shut up and play basketball. That's that's what he alluded to by that whole statement. Like, oh, we're not going to play. Oh, now we're going to play now. It, it, that statement that she put out in, into the public is basically what they're doing. They're shutting up and playing basketball. You're just a basketball player. That's what we pay you to do. That's what all we want from you. We don't want you to do anything else but play basketball. And I feel like that whole the whole premise of like, oh, we're going to fight, we're standing for injustice, and then just to go back and play basketball two days later? Come on, man. It, it, it's it's sad. We just, once again, we are, we're looked upon as if we are a joke, and we're disorganized, and all we're doing 
is just doing flashy things to get hashtags, to get pictures, photos for the gram or whatever it is, but we're not getting to any resolutions. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, uh, any more thoughts? And just a heads up, Miguel, the uh, the bus boycott was over a year, so it's around 380 days. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, right? But that's my point. <laughs> like, as you know, people had to walk to work during that time period. They had to catch rides or whatever, but they still boycotted. They didn't say, look, man, I go to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, so how are you going to even do it in the first place if you're not going to go forward? Like, what is that? And that's a waste right. of time to me. So, And I feel like the biggest thing that's been proven in history when it comes to making your point across is money. Once yes. you start taking away the revenue and the money stream that's going that that comes from whatever efforts or job or progression that you put into the economy, once you you once you put a halt to that, there's always some sort of drastic change to help fix that. It's been proven with the with the bus boycott, and I know that I always forget there was one other boycott that uh, Latin Americans, I believe, it was Latin or Filipino Americans did in the early 70s and 80s i don't know if it was like a, a olive factory or whatever but it, I, I saw it the other day i was watching a, um, a documentary on it and they went on strike and basically they were they basically took what they were putting out w in regards to production for several several for several months until it came to a point to where they end up establishing a union for them and they were able to get what they were able to get most of their demands met for the people that are working in these conditions in these factories. But it's just another example of money. It's all, it, all this talk, pictures, all that, that doesn't do anything. All that stuff is just, they just want you to do that to help further distract whatever agenda that they have. But the minute you start talking money, that's what gets things settled, especially in the United States of America. It's money. That's all it is. Yeah, um, listen, there's nothing worse than an idle threat, right? So if you're going to just make like, you know, I guess they're trying to say, well, you see, we will leave, but you really wouldn't leave, right? You really wouldn't stop playing. So they don't believe you. Next time you try this, they're going to be like, you'll be back a couple of days. Because we right. don't really believe that you, what is, uh, Jay-Z, we don't believe you. You need more people. That's what they're going to say to them. You know what I mean? Right. And, and to your point, John, there was a, a football strike in the 80s, and they had replacement players. And guess what? Six games into it, they brought back the real players because the players are the show. So, Josh, you would know LeBron James, James Hart. Are they going to say, you know what, we'll get other people? No. They're going to make sure they get back out there and stuff like that. So well, I, I just feel like that they should have used their – go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. No, keep going. You go. They should have used the power and influence that they have and just said, we're going to keep going with this until we see real change. Because nobody's going to watch some guy who plays for the CYO playing for the NBA right now. And when you, when you know, you used to seeing LeBron James. So, like I said, even if they try to bring some other guys in, it won't last long. Trust me. So, they should have used the power that they have. I mean, honestly, I think we're expecting too much, actually, because the fact that they came back lets you know what time it was anyway. That's just my perspective. I I mean, I agree. I, I'm just more the fact that why they leave in the first place, you know. So, but I, I agree with you 100. So. All 
I mean, was leaving like John said, just for a social media post to say we not leave, but we stop playing for a day to make it seem like we're doing something. Like, was that what it was? Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Even with Jazz, Jazz, especially with, uh, I remember me and Jazz were talking about it. And even with what, what Kenny did, I'm like, <laughs> what do you, what, what is you walking off set? And he did most of the show, right? Uh, I think it was like the first 10 minutes he left, actually. Yeah, like, it was something like that where he either walked out the last 15 minutes or something, but yeah, I know something. some, some, there was some sort of production, but yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to take a stand with the players. I'm like, what, w- w- what is you walking out of work doing and then going back to work? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, I don't know. It just, it just, I just felt like we just look, we're a laughing stock. The whole that's thing. Too. No, that's it. Walking it, out of work one day, but back on the set the next day. It's a joke, and it's just going to add on to you know President Trump, whatever he has to say, and add on to his long list of insults and material to use against us, and show like how disorganized we are, how how we can't get we can't settle on one thing. We do one thing, then it's another thing. Like it's just we have to really do better. At the end of the day, we just have to do better. Not to mention Kenny left, but Shaq and Chuck stayed. So, how's that look? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. it, it looks like he's just by himself on the island, and the other two don't really care. So, again, that disorganization bothers me. But uh, we can move forward off that, and uh, let's talk about something uh, good. And it's about uh, these families, several families, 19, I believe, in Georgia, who bought 90 acres of land to create a safe city for black people, hoping to plant the seeds for a potential new black Wall Street. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Josh? Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, we'll see if that sets a trend with, you know, things. And hopefully the people who inhabit this safe city actually do keep it safe and don't bring that nonsense into the city, because then what's the point? This is true. Uh, John, what do you think about this? John? Well, I'll give my thoughts on it. I have a question, actually, with my thoughts, but I think it is pretty cool that they came together to buy that, um, those acres overall to create that city park. The part about the potential new Black Wall Street, um, when Black Wall Street was formed, there weren't many wealthy black people so you know they formed this to give us you know more wealth on our own um kind of financial uh reservation and stuff like that but now there's hundreds of black millionaires so if we keep we keep talking about black wall street why don't a lot of these black millionaires and athletes and actors why don't i ever see them say let's come together ourselves and create this black wall street like why do you think that is uh probably alluding to the point that you talked about with just not being organized right so it was wonderful these 19 families or organized right but at the end of the Mm -hmm. day they're gonna have to be selective unfortunately who they invite to live in the city to make sure it has the uh it lives up to their vision 
because one of the things the diff, the main differences with Tulsa Tulsa not only were you unified right but it, you you were unified because of the struggle but you were also right. unified that we didn't really partic- we didn't participate in that nonsense that we do now back then so that's I why it, so. that's why it could easily work so yeah. if you have everyone with the same mentality the same vision who move to this town or contribute to this town or you know erect their own towns that's really the only way it's ever going to work hmm. so do you think that's why people who are already are wealthy don't try to like create our own little city like right. together right because they know the mindsets of the people gotcha yeah that definitely makes sense and even, even if yeah. you try to teach them they're going to be like oh you think you better than us type of thing right so right. it's just one of those things. And obviously that comes from insecurity and we understand why, right? But if they did reach out to help to help you, you would say something. You They reach out to help to you, you say something. So at that point you put them in a no-win scenario. So what's the point of even engaging? Yeah, because I always think about so many things we say white people own, right? These networks, a lot of times, um, these uh, shopping uh, places or these sports teams. But I always think like, we as a black society now have enough money not as individuals but if we came together you know we could buy a network you know i mean six of us you know let's say you know diddy dre rick you know whoever but i never see them try to come together for these things or whatever like that i always wonder why you know it doesn't happen well they're also getting checks from the established networks that's where they're getting their income from so even though right. my boy and our boy jay-z is still doing his thing as an entrepreneur he still signed the 360 deal with live nation for you know three <laughs> three like what right 275 million over like 10 years or right. something like that right so it's, right. it's uh they have their hands in both cookie jars at the end of the day but i i agree with you though because but this is why i also give credit to jay-z with title because title is the you know the illustration of that concept right go ahead john and i i think i'm not going to go into too much but i think what josh said adds on to the argument which we're going to eventually talk about with joe budden and charlemagne because joe budden put makes a, a very strong point when it comes to creatives and people who just you know work and who work like a nine to five or whatever or who work under a company and don't really have uh the free the the free the free ability to do what they actually want to do because they have to abide by someone else's agenda Mm -hmm. Uh, but to get back to the point i do think it's it's great uh, that these 19 families uh got together and bought uh, that piece of land. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do with it because I know they're not building houses there from what I read. Mm. I know because I know people were inquiring about purchasing like residential properties and they were saying they're not doing that. So I'm assuming they're either going to do some sort of commercial or just hold the land itself you know, in a sense of just like buying back America, like especially what, you know, our go-to kind West has been advocating for a long time. You need to buy land, especially with Akon. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what exactly they're doing. And I know that particular page that posted that it, they do have, a, I guess you would call it crowdfunding where you would pay like a, 
an equivalent to like a Netflix subscription a month. And they basically accumulate dollars uh, from uh, from black people. And the money will get sourced into uh, projects to help benefit black Americans and help establish more businesses and build up communities uh, for uh, the black the black society in a whole. So um, I do find it very, very interesting. And uh, I do hope to see uh, more great efforts and uh, project, additional projects to help uh, the much needed uh, in the United States today. And what do you think about my question about like, why don't established black millionaires come together to create cities or towns or buy things, stuff like that? Great question. Um, I just alluding to what uh, Josh said. I, 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 it's because these black, you know, entrepreneurs or business people, they are not necessarily self-funded. They are under corporation under corporate dollars. So mm-hmm. even though they have this money, and mm-hmm. you know they they show the nice cars, homes, or equity in certain stocks or whatever. It's not necessarily their say on what they can do with their money. They're still owned by a network or a company or whatever entity or board of directors. They're still they still have to, you know, go through somebody like what Dame Dash was saying. Like, it's like having, you know, to say it in layman's terms, it's like having a daddy. Like you can't <laughs> you can't it's like they can't do certain things because yeah, they it. have somebody that's in control of their money. Whereas Dame is saying like, I, I'm self-funded. I could do whatever I want. If I want to do this, I could do it. I don't have to answer to nobody because I pay for everything out of pocket. When the minute I get money, I'm reinvested. Or I put it back to the streets. Whereas a Jay-Z or a Sean Combs or Dr. Dre or whatever you want to, you want to say, these people are tied to different entities and companies where they can't just do or make decisions like that. By the way, th- thank you, Brother John. That also extends to professional athletes as well. Because just just on that, just in the entertainment business alone, how many millions would be circulating in the black communities if these people actually did those things? It would be quite easy right. to get everyone out of poverty in America. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'll be thinking. I'm like, so I could always hear about we're trying to start a new black Wall Street. But I'm like, we have enough millionaires now to really do it, right? So I'm like, well, why, you know, why are we doing it? So that's just what's my kind of thoughts on the whole thing. I mean, just one hundred million dollar contract, let alone ten. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, <laughs> like, look, look how many bad contracts you see in the NBA from black players with so much. My, Tobias Harris has a hundred eighty million dollar contract. Like, it, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, um, look, look how you shaking your head. That's what I mean. Like, you think, um, like he's going to make two hundred million dollars in his career and never be an all star. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to see the amount of wealth these people, players, athletes, musicians are accumulating, but are they really putting it back to his communities at all? You know what I mean? So well, just, I think I'm, another thing to add on to that, Mike, sorry to interrupt, but are you good? It's especially with these athletes, um you see people with these big enormous deals, right? But if mm-hmm. you remember a uh, Kevin Garnett, like well, how much mm-hmm. did he how much did he make? 180 million? 300 million? Well, one, what, 
one contract about one eighty million. Go ahead, I'm listening. Right. But if you look at him, if you use him as an example, he had all he amassed all this money, and then towards the end of his career, he barely had anything because a port of you know poor dealings with business partners and the people that are supposed to help him with the money that he's you know recouping from the NBA and endorsements. But at the uh, but it actually in all actuality, these people were were robbing him blind to where he had barely in, barely in anything so it's like you get these contracts but then you have they kind of set you i don't know how it is now i don't know if it changed or whatever or they got better representation but mm-hmm. for what he was saying he had all these business people that he thought that were working within his best interests but in actuality they were doing the opposite and they were doing they were working on their own agendas and robbing him taking his money taking any, almost any and everything that was coming in and it was going out. And he didn't realize this until it was too late. So another thing that I feel like we need to do as a culture and not really worry about these movements and hashtags, uh, I think the biggest thing we need to do is find some sort of order and find someone who can lead and also educate because the biggest thing we need to do to get over this hump, because you got the end of the day, we have, you know, we have a large setback when it comes to, you know, um, other people in the United States and especially with how we ca- we got out and the lack of education, the lack of business <clears throat> acumen and so on. We don't have those though, that, that particular knowledge set. So when we get into those uh positions or if it, if you want to just use athletes you have all this money but you don't have the knowledge to uh, to keep the money or at least know where your money is going you just see on paper that oh i have these millions of dollars but then when your career is over it's like where did it all go yeah to your point there's a whole uh 30 for 30 called broke on the nfl actually by the nfl but the nfl how many players are actually broke after their career so i definitely agree with that um right. uh, you understand my, my, my understand my point as well uh moving forward though let's uh talk about somebody we don't like and that's uh, uh el presidente mr trump and that he uh actually uh defended the accused government I have to see the people that did such a good job for me. And Despite warnings from Democratic leaders, including Wisconsin's governor and the mayor of Kenosha, that President Donald Trump not go to the Midwestern city at a moment of heightened racial tensions, Trump, undeterred, said he's flying to Kenosha on Tuesday to meet with the officers involved in last week's response. That could exacerbate tensions and increase violence. Do you give any uh, consideration? Well, it could also increase enthusiasm and it could increase uh, love and respect for our country. And that's why I'm going, because they did a fantastic job. As soon as I called and told them, let's go, uh, the whole problem stopped. Trump plans to meet with business owners and survey the damage resulting from protests in the aftermath of the police shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake in front of his three children on August 22nd. 
Kenosha's Democratic mayor, John Antaramian, hours before Trump's news conference on Monday, encouraged the president to take the trip at a different time when emotions are less raw. It would be better for us to be able to pull together, let the community get together, and actually heal up the process of what's going on. So it would have been nice if it had waited a while, a little longer down the road, but it is what it is. Protests engulfed Kenosha after Blake's family said he was left paralyzed. The Kenosha clashes turned deadly last week. Police arrested a white 17-year-old from Illinois and charged him with first-degree homicide for allegedly killing two people with a military-style semi-automatic rifle during a nighttime protest. Well, I spoke with the pastor, wonderful man, the family's pastor. Trump on Monday said he doesn't plan on meeting with Blake's family, but sent his regards through their family pastor. In defiance of appeals to stay away, I'm here today. President Donald Trump visited Kenosha, Wisconsin on Tuesday to highlight his law and order re-election campaign message, touring a burned-out furniture store and a camera shop destroyed during civil unrest after a white police officer shot a black man in the back. These governors don't want to call. The mayors don't want to call. The state's governor and the city's mayor both urged Trump to avoid Kenosha to prevent inflaming tensions. Trump said the governor and mayor should have acted sooner to prevent the destruction of some buildings. They just don't want us <coughs> to come in and then destruction is done. At a makeshift emergency command center set up at a local high school, Trump expressed his support for law enforcement and praised National Guard troops. But Trump did not visit Jacob Blake the man who was paralyzed from the waist down after a white police officer fired at his back seven times on August 23rd. Trump said he had planned to speak with Blake's family, but ultimately did not. Later at a roundtable with local business leaders, law enforcement officials, pastors and Republican lawmakers, Trump promised to rebuild Kenosha and provide more federal spending to Wisconsin, a political battleground state Trump won narrowly in 2016 and badly needs to keep in his column as he seeks re-election. Flanked by his attorney general and acting Homeland Security chief, Trump also called recent protests domestic terror in a city where anti-racist demonstrators have clashed with Trump supporters, including a 17-year-old militia member who has been charged with killing two people and wounding another with a semi-automatic rifle. Trump's visit to Kenosha comes the day after Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden called for rioters and looters to be prosecuted and slammed Trump, saying he forfeited any moral leadership and stokes violence in American cities that have been gripped by protests over police brutality and racial inequality. Uh, thank you for, for, for providing that, Josh. Uh, Thanks. When you see that, what do you think about all that? I will let him go. Talk. I mean, I just uh, I think it's just another example of, you know, Trump inflicting, you know, his agenda of just not taking, you know, what happens, especially to us in the public with police. Seriously, I this I really do think. Uh, Trump is just playing against his ego, playing towards his celebrity agenda, 
and adding on adding more fuel to the fire of the election especially with the large divide uh in percentages of how americans feel when it comes to uh these sad instances so i i just i just it just shows that you know trump is tooting his own horn he follows what he wants to follow he does what he wants to do and i think the amount of uh, disrespect in regards of not even wanting to meet uh, the young gent is just sad. You know, you send your your words to the pastor of the family. You don't even want to meet the the parents. It speak any any anything like it's just it's just you know it just adds on to the fire of like this guy. You know, he's just all about himself. And not for all. Before you go, Josh, uh, John, how do you feel about the protests themselves in Kenosha after the shooting? You know, I, I get the anger. I get the feeling of not being heard. I get the sense of wanting justice. But... Mm -hmm. I also get with, you know, how America works and how America looks at uh, instances like this, especially when it comes to protests, uh, you know, rebellion, looting, uh, destruction of statues. All this is, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's just a, dist a distraction where they, uh, they let allow these things to happen and then they either wait until people either forget or they use it as an excuse to put more black people in jail and also justify more reasoning to either hurt or kill these young people young you're old whatever the case may be and do whatever they do whatever it takes to eliminate this this problem and just getting back to the point of we really need a better direction we need some sort of leader and we definitely need some sort of education to add on to what we can do differently to actually impact and escalate more of a change because at the end of the day, I get the idea of going to the protests, but these protests are not doing anything. They're not. At the end of the day, they're, they're not doing anything. I mean, they could say this, but it, it's not doing anything. What gets things done? What what actually in, invokes change is action in regard in regards to what you're saying. Who who is speaking out? What are you doing to impact? the economy what are you doing to impact that these people to come to you because at the end of the day these protests all it's doing is just either inciting violence towards us death or jail time or fines so that's what i've seen and that's what you see in the past and that's what you see with history we need something else protests hashtags, pictures, social media, 
it's not doing anything. These recordings of the police officers and that, it's not doing anything. We need actual change. We need actual reform. We need change. We need officers from neighbor from that were born in these neighborhoods. We need, we need, we need uh, training. We need people that have a more of a level minded. They, they need people who are a bit more savvier with the gun who are actually, who can actually handle these hostile situations. It can't, we can no longer have the excuse of who oh, I had a long day. You don't know what I seen. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a part of the job. You have to have a level minded, a level mind. You can't use these excuses of where I saw this, I saw that to help invoke this, this pain and destruction to, at many cases, at many, at many instances, innocent people. We need these, we need these things to happen. But this protesting and video thing is not enough. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree about the protest. At this point, it's like, you know, every time someone gets shot, we can't burn down buildings. We can't loot buildings. It's almost becoming an excuse to do these things. And I understand the frustration. I understand the emotional um, response that takes place in your head. But these responses, to your point, John, is not getting anything accomplished. So, you know, the George Floyd thing, you know, okay. But now every time somebody gets shot, we're going to burn down the buildings in that town and loot the buildings and destroy things and all this other stuff. I mean, what is that really, you know, accomplishing? So I don't really agree with that. I, I think we need, like you said, another strategy. When someone gets shot unlawfully, uh, and what have you, here is the strategy and the plan in place of what are going to be the next steps, not just go out and protest and burn up cars and flip over police cars and stuff like that. So I don't agree with that. And to the Trump part, I think that he's just tried to make a photo op by showing up out there, but he really doesn't care. It's all about his bottom line, his bottom dollar, and right. trying to win the election. So of course, I feel like he really doesn't... Um, care you know uh whatsoever and um and like the mayor said and i agree trump you know you're a polarizing figure especially in the black community why not wait a couple weeks to come out there why come out there now so i do think he probably did escalate things however i don't think we should be out there protesting the way in which the manner in which we are in the first place but uh go ahead Josh. Right. what are your thoughts on that well yeah trump is invoking his own strategy right which is to speaking to the people who voted for him which makes the most sense so him you know right. not even speaking to the family that's totally on brand so i i would be surprised if he did personally so to me yeah. there's nothing out of the ordinary there and as you guys alluded to he's an opportunist so he saw an opportunity to gain traction in a place where he struggled previous election so to me, it just makes all the sense in the world, marketing and branding and campaigning wise. Um, in terms of the strategy of the protest, <clears throat> I mean, I agree. It doesn't make any sense to burn down or loot things that are insured because uh, this money sure. is going to go back to the, the business owners. However, from a conceptual perspective, I understand why people are looting in terms of because traditionally this is a response to tyranny 
So it, it has it's yeah. way beyond, you know, black people or what's going on now. This is historically how other people have gotten things, gotten equality in the past, right? Because if the system is actually broken, then there needs to be civil unrest, some may think, right? Now, some people mm-hmm. obviously will be anarchists, like like our boy, Mr. J, right? And just want to, you mm-hmm. know, fuck shit up just to do that. And we understand those mm-hmm. people who, as you alluded to, Miguel, who are just using this as an excuse to loot and burn down and be anarchists and, and all that other stuff. However, at the same time, if you if there isn't any civil unrest, if there's no public uh, showing of not being tacitly accepting and implicit of what's going on, you got you got to have something right. So I do think it has to go back to what we all are saying it has to go back to the money aspect. And I think that would be a more organized front. So again, instead of spending those dollars for, you know, making, you know, billionaires even more richer, uh, millionaires even more richer, if you pull that money together and create a black version of whatever the things that you're consuming, it will go a long way. Yep. Going right back to the previous topic. Exactly. I I agree with that. A hundred percent. Just something more organized than just that. That can't always be somebody gets shot tomorrow. We're going out and loot the, the streets. I just don't really feel about that. And as far as Mr. Uh, Rittenhouse here is concerned, uh, which was the topic was about, um, this is just, um, it, it, uh, I, I don't know what to say about this, man. I, I like it's obviously blatant murder. It's on videotape and he's in a juvenile center at 17. Um, Though he hasn't had a trial yet, so I do want to make sure I put that out there. But um, what are your thoughts about this, uh, Josh? Well, I think uh, the meme says it all. Kyle Rittenhouse is in juvenile detention for murder at 17, while Khalif Browder, RIP, went to Rikers Island, out of all places, right, at 16 for three and a half years for stealing a backpack, and he was innocent. So it just shows the disparity of justice in America. But again, we're... We're speaking on deaf ears here. We already know this. So it's really up to the people in charge, the political figures, the officials, right? Those who actually have the authority to do something, actually do something. This is why I'm, you know, and I'm, again, I'm not going to vote for Kanye, obviously, right? But what he's, what he's doing and what he's representing actually does need to happen. Like we need to divorce ourselves from the dual party system that isn't serving black people and never actually has. I mean, I think that and the individual state system and act more like a country because the part of this we're missing is that, uh, you know, each state's judicial system is different. Kyle might be in the right place for Wisconsin, right? You might go to juvenile at 17 no matter what until you, uh, you know, go to trial where Khalif was in New York City and we know how hard they are with their with their rules. So I think it more speaks to the fact that we need to act as one instead of having individual state uh, kind of uh, laws and stuff like that, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Banks, what do you think about this when you see it? I mean, it's just uh, it's just an added, an added point to how even though uh, we have the ability to go out and work, make money. Some people become rich. Some people, you know, live a decent life. 
But at the end of the day, we still are falling short towards not really being human, not being, not having a fair shot, not really getting a fair opportunity just for justice. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what this kid was fighting for or what he was protecting, he still killed two people. Yeah. Just shot at them. Like, all they were trying to do was just get the gun out of his hand. Mm -hmm. And he he shoots them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's just walking around like it's, it's all good and dandy. Like, everything is cool. Then you see the cops come. You see him. They're just driving past him. They take him to McDonald's. Like this, th- this whole scenario—it's not funny, but it's like it's 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 a joke. It's like they're treating him as if he is the American dream. He's has a gun in his hand. He's walking around protecting the the American justice system, and he goes. And after that, they escort him to one of America's biggest companies when it comes to fast food, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And get that terms. It's a, it's like literally a play on play of what America is. It's a joke. Right. Like he does all this, you give him a happy meal, and then you mm. put him. And then you put him in a juvenile detention center. Imagine if this kid was black. He either would have been dead or severely beaten. Mm -hmm. And forget about a juvenile detention center. Mm -hmm. This guy's going straight to jail. This guy's going to prison. And he no ears, butts, and hands. It's going to be over. And he certainly wouldn't be called a vigilante in the press either. I don't know who is he. Oh, is he Batman? They call him a vigilante. Like it's ridiculous. And then, and then them saying that he alleged allegedly killed somebody. You already know if he was black. Be like, oh, this murderer. (laughs) And the crazy part is the people he shot were white. I sound like what? I mean, and you know what's you know like if he goes to whatever prison, the white people there, he's gonna be a hero to a lot of them. I I guarantee you. Like, of course. which is like what's going on that other kid, Dylan Roof. Oh yeah, yeah. Just another example. All right, 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 right. All right. Well, we're done with the uh, the uh, current events. We're going to move on to pop culture right now. And uh, for pop culture, first thing we have is uh, our boy Fifth, uh, my twin Fifth, uh, says he cannot be canceled. Uh, he don't believe he can be canceled. They got you. Got you. Got to go to jail uh, to get canceled. Or you got to shoot a girl taking a shot at uh, Tory Lanez. Obviously, pun absolutely. But um, yeah, definitely. But um, he basically he says his job is to entertain over here. Uh, also, what right. exactly what he does? Right. So, um, do you think he can be canceled or? Or does does he entertain enough to where he really can't be canceled? He can't be canceled. And I'm gonna explain why he can't be canceled. Fifty Cent is obviously a big troll. And he, you know, makes fun of situations. He mm-hmm. you never know what he's gonna do, especially with the comments that he makes. Sometimes I feel like he just puts things out there without realizing what he said where 
there's plenty of instances where he recanted on a lot of items that he posted. Like, you know what? I apologize. Or I didn't mean to say that or whatever, or I did mean mm-hmm. that he did that. Like that's his hashtag. And with, with what 50 cent does, I think what works for him is he doesn't care. He has this personality. Like I'm going to do this regardless of what you say. I'm being me. This is who I am. So he has that authentic authenticity. And he also has just bravery of like, I'm going to do this and regardless of what you say or do, um, this is me and this is how I'm going to do it. And I think a lot of people like that with 50 Cent because a lot of people in the, in his in his ranking don't do that. They either shy away, they don't speak up, or you know they may like put little things here and there. But with him, he goes full throttle. He does what he wants. He says what he wants. And he's entertaining. He's definitely entertaining. And his Instagram, you know, speaks it. He has, what, 23 million followers? Mm. 23, 26 million followers. People get thousands of comments a day. Millions of views on his videos or content that he puts out. And if it isn't a, a couple million, it's definitely within 100,000. And yeah. you see this consistently. Like 50 Cent has been consistent with his behavior and how he acts. So in regards to him being canceled, it's very unlikely for him. And especially with his moves. He's also very, very smart. And he also has a very, uh, the best in the business working for him, regardless if it's just PR or if it's lawyers or the contracts. Like, with these scandals a lot of these celebrities are getting, especially with these sex scandals and all that, 50 Cent set the tone. Like, if you coming near me, you signing this contract. NDA, you can't say this, you can't do that. If you do, you're going, you're like, you're, there's going to be some sort of repercussions. Like, this guy is just, he has something to combat what's going to come, what's going to come for it. Like, he thinks the next, the next step ahead. And I think of all the people of influence that he met, especially with Robert Greene and the uh, the collaborations he had, uh, he's had in the past, especially with life and life's dealings and everything like that. This guy is unstoppable. And with him not being canceled, I, I, I just don't see it, especially with the, the consistency. Like he's been in the limelight for what, over 15 years now? 15, 10, 15 20. years? I want yeah, 20, almost 20. Huh? Yeah, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, basically. So yeah. it's like, come on, man. You don't see that. Not like, not like what he's done. So I believe it. I definitely believe it. Um. Well, I, I think he makes a point about the entertaining part, and I mm-hmm. think if you can entertain people, um, mm-hmm. no matter the trolling that you do that he does, he can't be canceled. The same people who were like you know, cancel this guy with the same people watching Power every week, right? And the same people who are watching his show for life every week. So it's like you want to cancel him, but he provides you entertainment. So you can't cancel him and stuff. And the same thing with uh, his trolling, you know, the the things of that nature. So I think um, just like anything else, when you have something to give the public and they yearn Mm -hmm. and they want it, like you can't be canceled. He's got like a deal for like five or six new shows already right now. Like the right. executives at these uh, 
uh, TV stations, ABC, stars, whoever, they love him. You know what I mean? And, they, and, and I'm sure somebody in those offices know, know about his trolling, but they don't mm-hmm. care because he produces hit shows that people watch. And with that, again, you, you, he's right. He cannot be canceled, you know, in, in, in that way. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on this? Absolutely. 50 created his own lane and it started with how he, you know, gained traction as an artist going to Hot 97 in this freestyle and on other people's beats and essentially trolling right. them on, on the beat. So he's been completely congruent, completely on brand. As uh, Banks was alluding to, he has that hustler's mentality. And Miguel, you alluded to it as well. He has something that the people want. And it's a fix that they need. It's something that they crave. We're looking at the story on the shade room, which is encompassing everything that he's doing. So he understands the marketplace. And, and as I'm sure those who have read his book, which is a great book. Amazing he underst- book. Fantastic read. He understands the whole aspect of, uh, you know, supply and demand. It, and it's that simple. Another person who understands this concept is Jay-Z, right? And he has the line, I got five passports, I'm never going to jail. Like he, he understands how things work in place. And to be fair, 50 as well is also one of those people who's sure making his own money, but at the same time, one of those millionaires, multi-millionaires who's in the pot, who's getting money from those who are established entities, which is another reason he's not going, he's not getting canceled because he's there to entertain and if we can, you know, this be completely transparent, the term entertainment in this context is totally interchangeable with distract. 50 is exemplary at distracting our culture, which is why he gets paid the way that he does, which is why he will not get canceled unless it benefits those who are paying him to cancel him monetarily. Yeah, I agree. That whole distract line is... um. You're right. It's very synonymous with entertainment, you know, and, and all and all sh- and for everybody, not just 50 cent. So I kind of agree with that 100 um, percent, you know, in, in that way. But I think he's speaking for a lot of uh, entertainers, quote unquote, right, that, you know, as long as they have su- the supply and demand, like you said, uh, it doesn't matter. Nobody can cancel them, you know, uh, regardless, as long as you have a product that people want. They will keep coming. It's just it is, it is just what it is. So and, we got power mm-hmm. book two that starts next week, Sunday, this Sunday. People are, are ready for that, you know, right now. So you know, and I got to give credit to Fifth because Fifty totally adapts. He he has always adapted to his surroundings, which is another reason he won't get canceled. Even recently, right in the last month, he first he started coming at Meg after what happened. Then he apologized, so he's mm-hmm. able to you know pick and choose his moment so he he's fully aware he's incredibly calculated about what he does which is why he's an unbelievable businessman very savvy and plus man we want what we want right you know we we cannot like you all we want to but if you're giving me a good show to watch on sunday nights people don't care let them watch the show i don't care if he produces it i don't care if he gets money from it they don't watch the show because they're entertained you know, um, it's very, very hard. People still buy R. Kelly's albums, right? Right now. You know what right. I mean? And, and he's in jail for pedophilia because it's very right. hard for for people to, I guess, uh, Com- have the, separate uh, the two things. Compartmentalize, yeah. yes. Yeah, compart- right. compartmentalize the two things. So they still do what they do. So he's right. He can't be canceled. Right. So, but moving forward, man, uh, 
let's talk about this uh, versus battle. And also, let's give a shout out to uh, Swiss and Tim because it's getting more and more, you know, bigger and bigger every show. This one, I believe, got up to 1.2 million people in the uh, IG live, you know, at one time. And their numbers uh, since that are going through the roof. They're like the top, you know, downloads on iTunes right now. And uh, and Spotify, their songs and their albums. So overall, I want to give a shout out for this uh, kind of business venture between Timbaland and Swiss and this uh, incredible platform, you know, that they created. And um, and, and of course, this battle, we want to shout out to Brandy and Monica themselves. I don't know if you heard about it or got a chance to jump in there. Banks, what do you think about this this, uh, this versus battle? Uh, I watched some of it. Um, what I will say, um, first, personally, I, I like Brandy. I feel like Brandy is a stronger artist in regards to her catalog of music, especially mm-hmm. with that Full Moon album. I think essentially she has more hits that are more identifiable with the masses to an extent. And I feel like with Monica, she kind of has like that, uh, hood chick mentality Mm -hmm. where she kind of speaks to a certain crowd and that's it. And, um, I think with the whole battle of them going together, I felt like one, it was good because I know they had their issues uh, in the past. (laughs) Um, so I thought that was a very interesting and unique because I think that when they mentioned this, I thought, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was them, but I thought they said this was never going to happen because of their previous issues. And I think the only reason why they're doing this is because Monica has a single co- out coming out. And I think Brandy is trying to. Got an album coming out, B7. Right. And I think it's just all this is just really for uh, promotion. Um, but. What I did find unique, I don't know. But again, I don't know these two young. I don't know these two young ladies. Uh, but when in the beginning, um, I felt like Brandy was throwing shade low key when she had the white sandals on. <laughs> I, when she had the white sandals on, you know, the meme with Monica and the, and the little white low top heels. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah, like yeah. that was like a low key jab. I, I don't know, maybe not me, I overthought it, but I thought that was funny that she did that. Um, but then the conversation they had, like, oh, when Monica's like, sis, oh, yeah, I for- oh, yeah, maybe I did, but I didn't kick down your door. Or the conversation that they were having about, like, you know, we had our issues, but we're, we're moving past it. Or like, oh, I really like this song here. And then Monica tried to sing the song, but she didn't know the words to the song. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of unique moments throughout the three-hour, you know, versus battle that I just found unique and then again maybe they were genuine i don't know but just judging from their past and the tension that they had it just seemed forced to an extent but then again when you look at the comments you see a lot of women saying like oh this is beautiful black women come together blah 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 and all that so they're just completely ignoring the obvious things that they're doing especially with their body language but you know at the end of the day it, it it was good. It was good to watch, but I just felt like it was um, a forced situation. Uh, before I move on, um, 
what do you feel about Versus overall right now and, and the platform that Tim and Swiss have created and how big it's getting? You know, with this one having 1.2 million, million people watching. And so, what, what was that, Mike? What do you feel about the Versus overall and the platform mm-hmm. that Tim and Swiss have created and how big it's getting with this having over 1.2 million people watching, yeah. the biggest one they had yet, you know, um, right. so far? I think um, if they get artists, especially in, like, these scenarios, um, if they get artists in, with that similar – with similar catalogs or, that, or at least a, a similar instance for the culture – I think they could do a lot of great things, but they have to keep the energy coming. They can't just throw like, like a great combo here and then throw a dub the next time because that's how you lose audiences. You got to keep the attention going. You got to keep the imagination going. And I even saw um, a small debate online, which was pretty interesting. Um, now, these two groups I'm about to mention, they're not really for the culture, but in essence of what the versus battle is um, of like top tiering artists uh, for the particular culture in, of that time frame, they were saying they're doing an in sync and backstreet boy versus which in essence, even though they were, you know, a, a white teenage boy band, they still had a lot of elements from R and B artists and they still had a lot of music that, regardless if you want to agree or disagree, that a lot of people do know their hits. They were very, they were the top artists, and a lot of people do know some of their songs. And especially with what uh, JT has done, leaving them in a sense. But I think that would also be uh, a unique approach if they did that. Hmm. Uh, and I know, I know you didn't watch the battle, Josh. So I want to ask you about that. But what do you <laughs> feel about uh, what Banks is saying about them them possibly crossing over this platform to make it even bigger, having like other type of artists in there instead of just black artists only? Well, Banks is spot on, right? Because why else partner with Apple? Right. If it wasn't to get the Apple dollar. So it goes back to our original point, right? Of this getting the money from the established brands. And at the end of the day, you can go NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Then you can even segue that to JT versus Justin Bieber. Right. Since, since, uh, you know, uh, Chris Brown didn't want to battle Usher. I bet JT and, and Justin Bieber get on there and they, I, they could probably at least get 5 million views on that alone. That would be crazy. Uh, JT and JB? <laughs> oh, Brady and Monica got 1.2. Imagine <laughs> JT just like you right. They Brady would shut it down. They would shut it right. down. I, I hate to say it, but they would shut it down. Yeah. Or even NSYNC and Backstreet from back in the day. Or how about Britney versus Christina, right? Or something I was like just that. thinking about that. Britney Spears yeah. and Christina Aguilera? Come on. Like, I, I know it's a battle and baby one more time? <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's a black uh, and I want to say this about a couple of things I know it's a black uh, kind of cultural thing right now but um, if it were you I guess Josh would you try to keep it that way to keep it all oh, oh, no. would you look for I, okay. again me yeah. personally I never saw it as that okay. if you think about you know bigger picture it was never just going to stay that ever Okay, it, gotcha. especially when you went to Apple that just solidified that 
Right. Do you think the black culture uh, will be upset if they start to spread their wings? Absolutely. And in fact, course. they can even do a cancel culture. But at that point, it won't matter because of the momentum. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. If the black people decide not to watch, they don't need them if they have Justin versus JB. Mm-hmm. They'll get five million white people alone. You know why? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I agree with that. But um, that goes back to your point about Monica, right, versus Brandy. The reason why Monica was never as big as Brandy is because uh, even going back to what you said about the whole Akon and T-Pain, right? Monica wanted to stay more like hood, like you said, make more like... Monica, look at the dudes that Monica dealt with. Consistently. Look at the baby dad. Come on. Yeah, when you see the post I, I put about, I, I didn't send it to y'all, but on her, I looked through her page because I know she, I don't know if you, I don't know Josh if you know her baby dad Rocco. He's an ATL rapper, um, but she put a Happy Father's Day post. I was looking through her page, and basically she was just alluding to you know being a great father figure, even though they had their issues. She's happy that he's in the the children's lives, but. It's funny how he can't see this post because we blocked each other a while back because of our issues. Like, come on, toxic energy everywhere on that page. I do want to say, I, I think song for song, I think Monica might have better songs, but Brandy crossed over, man. Like, mm-hmm. she was acting in so many different things where those um, studios didn't want Monica. Probably because mm-hmm. of her toxicity or things mm-hmm. she, you know, allowed. People she was forget. a hostile child. She fought a lot. <laughs> People forget Brandy was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, that's how much she crossed over. Like, she was in, like, you know, movies, like, for for everyone and stuff like that. Right. Like, let alone, not just Moesha. She crossed over mm-hmm. all the way at one point. Right. So she had bigger hits, a bigger career overall and mm-hmm. whatnot. And that goes back to your point about the T-Pain and Akon or even this versus all together. Sometimes you have to kind of spread your wings a little bit and then try to do more. So, so. Oh, yeah. Brandy was uh, uh, to Kobe or Kobe to Brandy to the prom, stuff like that. Right. Shout out to Mamba, you know. <laughs> that. Brandy, Brandy was lit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even though Monica was making her hits, she couldn't get past the songs that she was making, which only going to give you so much longevity. They even put Brandy on that show, The Game, a few years ago because she still had that clout in Hollywood to get on TV shows and stuff like that. Right. So sometimes it's best to, uh, to 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 go there. But you know, like I said, man, one point two million is crazy. So I could see what you're saying about maybe trying to you know get a different. Uh, vibe in there and see how much you can how high you can actually get this and whatnot so um that's my thoughts on that moving forward though a couple topics about your boy joe joe button and uh joey we're gonna, we're gonna start with um him responding to another fan favorite of ours charlamagne about joe mm-hmm. taking his, his podcast from spotify mm-hmm. or not signing a new deal and uh mm-hmm. when i guess do it on his own, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. Josh, Josh got something on that, right? Charlemagne, you're not going to get it because I own this. <laughs> my most valuable, my most powerful, my most accomplished asset, I own it. Ownership. You see all these black people running around preaching ownership, ownership, ownership. There's a reason 
for it. You, my friend, work for iHeart and have. And Joe Button is a person who knows his worth but doesn't know how to properly negotiate it. Because if you keep doing deals with various corporations and you keep getting trapped deals, that's on you. Like things like vacation days, bonuses, all of that has to be negotiated in your contract from the beginning. But that, but that should, should that be as manager or as agent or as an attorney? You know. Eesh. <laughs> so, Josh, I'll start with you. Um, just off of Joe taking his own podcast away from Spotify, who we know Joe Rogan just signed with recently. Uh, actually, with his podcast, what do you think about that that aspect? What, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe is speaking facts about ownership, uh, but at the same time, he as well at one point did, you know, uh, let's say suck from the ample bosom of uh, syndicated media, as mm-hmm. Charlemagne is now, right? And I think mm-hmm. in the the nine minute video, he alluded to Stephen A. Smith and his contract with ESPN, ten, mm-hmm. 10 million dollars yes. a year, so. Right. Again, there's uh, there's multiple ways to you know get coin in this world, and both of them know about that side of things. So it to me it sounds incredibly self righteous for Joe to be like, oh, I'm doing this now, and good for him. That's great. That's fantastic. But you could have been been doing that. That's that's true too. Kind of a little contradictory there. Uh, Banks, what do you think about all of it? I think um, first, what I would say is this. I think with Charlemagne, um, it just shows Charlemagne's character of just him being spot on on what he does. Um, it does kind of suck because I thought Charlemagne and Joe were friends. And if you look at Charlemagne's interview, he's like tear down Joe completely, like, like as if he didn't even know him. And it's in a sense, it's kind of disrespectful of basically saying like Joe is just completely incompetent of doing anything of how he broke it down. And I think Charlemagne brought points, but I feel like with both of them, I don't feel like Charlemagne has the right to really say anything because if you look at what Joe's saying, especially when it comes to Charlemagne, Charlemagne has always worked under the corporate umbrella. He's added so much value to the breakfast club it just doesn't make sense for him to be under certain ter- the terms that he's in, but it just alludes to him being comfortable and being fine of uh, being an employee. And then I think with what Joe was saying when he brought the example mm-hmm. of Dame Dash when he came on the show and how there was so much tension between them was when Dame was saying, like, I own everything. Like, I put out my own money and I get my own results. At the end of the day, I do what I want to do. You can't do what you want to do because you have to answer to someone. I don't. And I think with what Joe wants to do now, um, he wants to get into a point to where he has full control and he doesn't have to answer or abide to any corporate structure or even if they place ad placement, he wants to have control of that and also you know, get money from it as opposed to Spotify taking everything. And um, I think what jo- with what Joe's doing is good because he's also giving people uh, who are creatives and who are artists 
uh, a bit more of a bit more confidence in in a sense of just like, all right, I can do this myself. Let me see if I can follow his blueprint and maybe other people who do tend to do it themselves because it's hard. It's easier to be an employee than a boss. A lot of people want to be a boss, but they can't handle the setbacks of owning a business, of running a company, of having employees, the overhead, all those things that most people don't talk about in the limelight. They just look at the the fruits of the labor. But at at the end of the day, there's a lot that goes into it. And some people do not want to go. Most people don't want to go through all that. So people like Charlemagne, it's perfectly fine getting that consistency in salary and benefits and having that comfort where Joe wants ownership and wants something different. And he's going more on a artistic approach of like, I need to do this. And I think with what what was kind of corny with Charlemagne of him saying all this, because Charlemagne, if you look at Charlemagne's career, and all those shows that he pitched to MTV2 and his podcast, Brilliant Idiots, like that was never picked up by Spotify. Mm-hmm. The shows that he created on MTV2, which were u- unique ideas and definitely uh, interesting, but they all were removed by his boss. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how good or well it could have done, they took it off. Because they wanted their own agenda, and what, what Joe was saying is like, listen, you're saying this all about me, but you can't, you don't have control of anything. Regardless of the value that you're providing, you are not getting it. I'm trying to do something bigger here, and you are are taking steps backwards. And here you're trying to bring me down when I'm trying to do something different. <laughs> and that's what Charlemagne was doing. I, and I kind of feel, even though Joe can be annoying at times. But I felt what he was saying. Like, I'm trying to do my own thing here. I'm trying to do something big. And then you try to clown me when you had all this stuff, if not worse, that you lost mm. because you don't have complete ownership of it. So my thing is, why are you coming at me when you're not even coming at yourself? Mm. Bars. So that that point right there, I was like, okay, Joe, okay. You you you, you got a point there. Like, I, I, I completely film on that. So I think it was that that was a low ball move that Charlemagne did because Charlemagne should know where Joe's coming from because Charlemagne had similar hardships, if not worse, with his own projects. I mean, um, yeah, I mean to your point, yeah, Charles, I think he had what was the show he had? Was it ridiculousness or something on MTV too? Ridiculousness, and he had something to help uh, creators. And influencers right. on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Um, and they took it off, right? Same way they just they took Nick off, right? Viacom, same company, MTV right. too. So right. um it's uh I so, so to that point I, I I get, but I do say everyone has to do what's right for them. So therefore Charlemagne shouldn't really uh I guess come at Joe. Mm-hmm. Someone sometimes people like to have that steady paycheck. And be the employee, right? And as the paycheck is good, they're like, "Look, I'm good." Joe wants more. He wants full ownership, which really means he wants full control, right? Creative right. control, uh, control over how much he works, uh, control right. over, 
you know, guests he can have on the show and stuff like that. So right. I think it's to each his own. Um, but Josh, you as a content creator, do you have a path which you would choose? Or does, or does it really matter to you as long as you get out there? Stuff I, like that. I feel like I already made the decision. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're doing it by yourself now, but let's say someone calls you to pick it up. What, what would you want to keep doing it by yourself? Or what would you want to do? Well, you, you know me, Miguel. I need like give me specific parameters. If Spotify calls and offers how much? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. Uh, well, well, what made Joe Rogan do, obviously. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't so know. Let's say this then. Let's say Spotify offers you, I don't know, let's say $5 million. Um, let's say $2 million, $2.5 million. You get another two and a half. Um, if you hit certain bench benchmarks and um, when it comes to ad revenue, they have full control of what they're able to put out uh, for the first two years. And then after the two year period, depending on if you hitting those particular benchmarks that they want you to hit, which would probably be impossible because they're going to do that in their favor. Would you take a deal like that? I would only take a deal like that if it's for one of my brands, not all of them. And it would probably be the one that I care about the least. And I'd be like, sure, right. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think that, like all of them. We oh, need the full oh, nah, package. Not for, two, not, not for two and a half. We need food for the culture. <laughs> we need all that. Poetic charm. We need all angles. Oh, Mental nah. theater. Shout nah. them all out. All <laughs> Creative Gord. Nah, nah, nah. Not all of them. You can have one. <laughs> See, that's a that's the Joe predicament because they well, knew Joe was something like that. What 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 Stephen A. point was Stephen A. makes seven million a year, but they right. work him like a slave. ASPM. Right. like he's on everything, right. and Joe feels like he's making all these shows get more rating because he's Stephen A. Smith. Then he mm -hmm. should be getting more than ten million dollars a year. But it sounds right. good to us, you know. Initially, right? It's like with Dave right. Chappelle. With the Chappelle show, Comedy Central offered him $50 million, right? Right. And then Dave Chappelle is thinking like, okay, you're giving me $50 million, but you're taking full control of my content. I can't get a percentage of my DVD, my DVD sales. You're doing all this. You're owning, you're basically owning me. Yeah, you're giving me $50 million, but what, as Dave Chappelle says, like, what are my fans going to say when you're giving me this deal of $50 million, but then at the back end, Comedy Central is making, let's say, $500 million off of the Chappelle brand. So you're giving me this little percentage of the content I'm giving. And then it's like, it's like what Master P said. Jimmy Iovine was going to give me a million dollars. If he's willing to give me a million dollars, that means I must be worth $100 million. So I think those points, most people don't look at. Like if, they, if a company's willing to give you uh, a substantial amount of money, but also take a lot out of you just to get that money, that means you're worth 10 times, if not more, than that particular dollar amount that they, they, they are setting to market you at. So it would make sense for you to go into business yourself to try to get as much as you can, as opposed to going 
that employee route. Yeah. Or either that, or they're going to work you for all the money, like Stephen A. He's on every right. show on ESPN all day long. Oh, you know right. I mean? by, by the way, he was working that hard before, so I feel like that's restitution for him doing that already because he he was doing that before. It wasn't getting ten million a year. That's true. That is true. Right. Yeah, he, he's always been all over the place um, on that particular station and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely see both sides of it moving forward uh, with more Joe button um and joey. uh joey so he responded to tahiri his ex-girlfriend who <laughs> made claims this week of domestic violence in a relationship from probably over 10 years ago um right. and he responded saying that well she hit me so right. i think we got a video or a clip about that but uh, um yeah Josh, what was alleged here let me start with this young lady is a liar a cancerous, toxic liar. I'm uncertain why she's lying this way. I'm not certain if she is misspeaking. If she has a false recollection of things. I'm not sure what it is, but she said some things that didn't sit right with my soul. We're talking about 24 and 25-year-old Joe, 25-year-old, 26-year-old you. We... We're toxic to each other. And I'm glad that the climate has changed and we are able to have some conversations today that we couldn't have that we couldn't have back then. Because today I'm very comfortable saying you were abusive. (laughs) You used to beat my ass. You said or made it seem as though your nose was broken as a result of abuse by Joe. You were not clear in how and when and why you got your nose broken and that Joe had absolutely nothing to do with that. You are a cancerous, toxic, clout check chasing liar. You called me when you got into that physical altercation with that gentleman and he punched you in your face and your nose was broken. Why this story is coming up now and how it's related to me exactly, I'm unclear. But I can tell you what happened since your memory seems to be a bit foggy all of a sudden. You know, that relationship left me with a fractured rib. Uh, a broken nose because somebody was sending him a message. And, and I used to always say, you'll stop beefing out there. Oh, I'm out there still working. Um, and he hit me on that nose and then pushed me down a flight of stairs. I remember having to talk him out of letting me go that day. I remember having a plan to leave because the reason why he was so upset was because I was already leaving. Um, Eesh. All right, so my question um, is, and I'll start with you, Banks, is well, first of all, what, do you think about, what do you think about all this when you hear it, first and foremost, between the two of them? I mean, this has been like a common ground for Joe Budden. I was just looking at closed comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think this is a common ground for Joe Budden, especially with his past, um, with the many models he's dated and similar ac- uh, accusations of alleged attacks. Um, but I think with Tahir, I think it's just really interesting on 
with what she said and what he said, basically saying like, you know, we had a toxic relationship. We were both young. Um, you know, I had my issues here. I didn't have much money or whatever. And him basically retorting and saying like, well, you beat the ish out of me. And, um, it's, I just think it's unique on what actually happened because Joe has a lot of accusations with this and, you know, Joe is very sensitive, um, when it comes to his emotions, he's a very emotional person, uh, especially with his music. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder what was it that Joe did? Like, what, like if he did anything, like, I don't know what, I don't know the whole full context, but something happened. Um, but you know, I, I just think it just adds on to the fact of, you know, a lot of people have whatever demons that's, that's inside of them or whatever. And, um, I think it's just perfect conversation to, you know, instead of suppressing or combating, uh, these particular things, you should definitely take the opportunity to seek some sort of help or guidance to help move past it. Because whatever happened, I mean, it was the past. And they're obviously not together. They're moving on to bigger and better things. Um, but in my opinion, I think this is a perfect opportunity to uh, really go out and get the help that you need. For both of them, you mean? Or you Well, of the both of them getting the help that they do need, because I do believe both of them have issues. And I do believe both of them um, have their way of doing things. And if you remember, Joe would record everything and put it on social media before it was a thing to do that. Um, especially with Tahiri. So you've seen a lot of that, of their ups and downs online. Um, but it is very sad to hear uh, stuff like this happening or coming back up in the limelight. But I do think this is just a great opportunity to, you know, speak about domestic violence and also um, get the help you need to help move past uh, those particular pains and demons that uh, you may or may not have. Okay. Uh, Josh, I want to ask you, what do you feel about his statement of he's happy that we're in a time right now where he can actually say that she was the one who was hitting him and whatnot. And when you hear her say he hit me, he's saying he hit me. Like, what do you think of those comments? Well, you know, Josh, Josh had no idea who to hear he is. So I had to do a quick Google search while Banks was talking. So. <laughs> wow. <Wowzers. laughs> yeah. Right. It makes sense. She's really makes sense. not much. Yeah. Right. She, so she's literally a nobody to me. So I have zero context. So that's number one. Number two, just with the Google searches alone, you see a pattern of behavior. Apparently she was choked out by someone on marriage boot camp. Yep. Recently. Yeah. So again, sounds like a young lady who's not taking accountability for her own actions and probably is being with people who are also abusive because she's also abusive as well. Usually those things do correlate. Yeah. I, 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 from what I'm getting, they were in an abusive relationship together. You know, right, like right. they were 
kind of toxic and abusive towards each other and whatnot. And sometimes she got the better of him and sometimes he got the better of her. Right. So I'm thinking exactly about Ray Rice because people just neglect the fact that it was his significant other who was going upside his head as well. And first. Right. So at, at that point, it's a retaliation. So if you're going to act like a man, you're going to get treated like a man. Right. <laughs> facts. No. Um. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Her- oh, I'm sorry. And to so. your other po- uh, point, Miguel, and uh, my bad. But yeah. he, uh, Joe, Joe is right though because now, you know, it's a uh, it's a lot more common for that to be in the forefront because before guys aren't getting any sympathy for getting beat on by a woman. Yeah, I, I agree. So him probably bringing it out if it happened right ten years ago you know, would have been like maybe laughed at or something like that. Absolutely. You know, like and uh, OK, so close bringing up a great point, because usually this is the the conversation that the ladies bring up. So it's OK for him to beat her. But you, you're totally disregarding the other facts that she beat him. So it's kind of right. like it's kind of like, all right, if someone and everyone will get this scenario right. If someone steals from you and you steal back from them, are you going to say to the police? But wait a minute, they stole from me first. What, what kind of logic does that make? Yeah. Um, and she's saying now he should leave in that, in that situation. Uh, Chloe, I don't know who, again, I think it was just entirely toxic relationship. But if it was, then she shouldn't be crying the victim either. Like, you're not going to punch me in the face. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just thick and soft. And that's good. a big thing. I'm not condoning the, you know, on hitting on women. That's something that I don't agree with. But at the end of the day, you can't hit a man and expect. I, I'm not saying we don't live in a perfect world. You hit a dude, especially the way, how hard or, or where you hit him, some dudes are going to hit back. It's just the instinct, even if they don't mean it, it's an instinct. Like you, it's, it's an instinct to defend yourself. Somebody hits you with a, uh, a, a quick one or sneaks you or throws in, a pot at you or face. whatever. In the face. Like, oh nah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's it's not funny, but it's just like you don't you should never hit a man. You should never hit a man. Right. And then we actually need these ladies to be accountable for them hitting the man as well. Because that that, right. that always gets disregarded. So it's a close comment about he's clearly a man, he's gonna win. So with that logic, why are you putting your hands on a man? Y'all also acting like it happened once, clearly it happened over the time more than once. So to your right. same advice to her, she should also leave as well. So there again, yeah. we, we always have this instance where the accountability is always going to be with the man and it totally avoids the ladies. And that shit is going to end now. That's what Joe's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree hundred percent on that, man. Like even our even jazz, our barber, told him, listen, I will slide you if you punch me in the face, like on some real stuff. So and listen, I, I tell females clearly, I'd be like, listen, this will not end well for you. So I will second think this before you make this move and whatnot. And usually they back down because again, you're not gonna punch me in the face. Like I'm just not gonna let it happen. I'm sorry. So and I and I don't condone hitting women either. But but I just can't you know let that happen. So I think Josh's point is correct. Um, take your accountability for your action in the entire event, 
it's not a one-sided fight, especially if you just punched him in the face and whatnot. But I do think overall, they just had a toxic, violent relationship. So she's only telling one side of the story in that situation. Like, I don't believe he walked up to her and said, I'll break your ribs. I just don't believe it. I think there was something more to the story. Kind of like Tori and Meg, right? There's always more to the story that we don't know the other part of it. Which I'm still waiting to find out. Tori, come out of hiding, man. Say something, please. Oh, Miguel, you want to read close comments that kind of prove sure. my point again? <laughs> sure. So she said, it's like a child hitting you and then you beat them. It's still child abuse because of the disparity in strength and power. And what? The, what? And again, no, no, I, so bound. Yeah, I just hope that people with this philosophy keep that same energy if your child strikes you. Because we all know that you're going to have some physical retribution. Now, whether it's going to be what degree of beating, that again, that's to each his own, but there will be a physical retaliation to that child to set a precedent that that's not permitted in this home. And and, and a minor is a minor until they're 18. There's some strong-ass 15-year-olds out here. So it might not be a disparity in strength and power. That's number one. And I don't think they say... It's child, you know, whatever, like, like what she's saying. I don't think that's necessarily true. So again, man, like, uh, so um, a uh, Chloe, are you are you saying it's okay for her to hit him and he shouldn't hit her back at all? Right, because that's the point that that's just totally being disregarded. So Chloe says, degree of beating, he's a grown ass man. Leave if she's abusing you, dog. Well, here's the thing: she made a decision, she opened the door, and Joe closed it. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I think um, you want to be independent women. <laughs> you want to be equal. You want to equal rights. You want to make the same money. You want to be able to stand on your own. But now when you punch me in the face, I can't do anything because I'm a man. Right. That See, thing? again, you want to have your cake and eat it, too. And that shit ends today. So either <laughs> you gonna have equality or you're going to you're going to uh, adhere by the, the gender rules it's that easy. Yeah, I, 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 Chloe, you know, you need my homie, but I don't agree with this at all and stuff like that. And 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 listen, I want to see a fifteen-year-old girl punch you in the face and see what you do. <laughs> not at that point, right? So, since you're worried about the, the fact of the genders, I want to see what you do if some sixteen, fifteen-year-old girl just haul up and punch you in the face. I don't know. So, um, but um, I want to move forward, man. Uh, we're gonna go on to the dating topics right now. We are done uh, with the pop culture. And uh, oh, and Mike, I believe that- there's a, a follow up question for you, Miguel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chloe, once again, says the thing you. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go back. So I'm so I'm saying if she hitting you, then bounce. Don't say, oh, she hit me, too. So I hit her each time. The thing you do is leave. What does hitting her solve? What did hitting him solve? Right. Like, not, that, that's the part that's being neglected. And again, this is this is this is the seriousness. So we're we're actually this is a PSA for all the ladies out there, right? This and this is why Miguel's point is so so potent, right? If someone hits you in the face, that's that's going to be a, a chemical emotional reaction. It's a reaction, right? If someone hits you in the face, it's not like oh, uh, perhaps I should delegate to do think what I should do next. <laughs> That's not how human beings are. No, we're not built that way and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of us aren't raised that way either, you know, and, and, and other aspects. So it's, it's just not, you know, 
um, going to happen. And you see plenty of, I mean, okay, let's keep going, Chloe. She said, if she was Chloe the first with the person, smoke. <laughs> if she, Chloe says, if she was the first person to do that, then you should bounce. You should hit her back and stay. I don't understand how she's not understanding <laughs> this. If you punch someone in the face, expect to be hit back. Right. I don't care of the gender, of the age, of what is it. I don't understand why it's expected for you to be able to punch me in the face and I walk out the door. I, why is it expected? I don't understand that. So I just don't, don't get it. And she says, I get that if it's only once, but it was over time, you know, at that point. Well, I mean, to, to your point, Chloe, that goes to my point about their uh, toxic relationship. I think they built to a pattern of I hit you, you hit me, I hit you, you hit me in that particular mystery. But you keep saying he whooped her ass. He's saying she messed him up. We don't know who won these fights. So we can't just take sides in that regard either uh, as well. Right. This uh, disregarding the female's responsibility again, which and is Joe Budden is built like a crackhead. Yeah, and, and Tahiri looks pretty built too. She got some big old arms now. This Stop last statement Dominican in her, and this last statement is not true. Uh, she says he's a man; he's going to win regardless. No, that's, we that's, her that's not true. That's definitely not true, especially now with chicks taking kickboxing classes and all that. Yeah, right, Krav Maga. Megan did do that for ex boyfriend. Nah, That's how about right. a chick from uh, Mandalorian, uh, Gina Carraro or whatever? Like, yeah, on. you seeing her arms? Come on now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, but no. you, but again, so this is this is a wonderful teaching moment. So we actually see the selective morality in real time. <laughs> I might take I might take Tahiri honestly. If I'm looking at Joe and Tahiri, seriously. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw her, she looked like she's a man beater, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not necessarily in saying, New York, yo, man, they dangerous. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that. And then I didn't even get to the fact that when they came back for Love and Hip Hop last year, and what I'm hearing is that she was flirting with him all season and trying to get back with him or something like that. Where, but yeah, he's the guy who beat you up ten years ago. So I'm trying to figure this out. Like, what exactly happened? And uh, Chloe said, "I'm You're trying to get the bag." I'm just exactly. She is clout chasing. You could tell by the photos she puts out how much of a clout chaser she is. I'm just saying that he should have left instead of beating her. And Chloe, all we're saying is that perhaps she should have left before hitting him. So again, you're yeah. you're you're totally you know. Well, not not you, but in general, women in general are negating per women in these instances' personal responsibility. Uh, yeah, I think by you emphasizing beating her, um, you're making it bigger than what we, we all know what it was. We don't know what it was, but we know they were toxic and we know they hit each other, apparently. But we don't know if she punched him in the face and he punched her right back. That's an eye for an eye. Right, that's mm -hmm. in the Bible for God's sakes. Like, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, where, where, where the situation went wrong. Here. So, and again, it's a reaction. It's not a, a logical, you know, decision. <laughs> she said, "Don't bring the Bible into this." Uh, on, the, on that note, 
let's go to the next subject right but but she's essentially saying turn the other cheek how ironic but yeah next next topic (laughs) all right so for dating and relationships um you had this on your uh for the charm show i wanted banks and i to be able to talk about this this is the breakup makeup uh makeover meme the glow up meme um and banks when you see this what do you think about this let me jump back on the camera for this um i love this because it's like but the glow up and i i don't know what you would call it the uh the downfall whatever it's somewhat similar also when you're also begin dating the person like your first date they dress up do all this to pull you in and then as they get more and more comfortable, they start dressing. Instead of dressing up when you go out, they start doing that less and less. And then the opportunity when things go left or go downhill, you know, they decide to go back into that quote unquote glow up phase. And uh, maybe you start working out, uh, start putting makeup, getting their hair done, start wearing tighter clothing, you know, start watching more Cardi B and make the styling videos and all that. (laughs) Um, And I always find that interesting on uh, the, I guess going back into uh, the idea of seduction or the art of seduction of, you know, you let yourself go or you tend to stop caring about your appearance. Was it get more comfortable? But then when things get really uncomfortable, you not everyone but most would you know try to get better all of a sudden they want to work on them they want to glow they want to you know start reading more books start getting their hair done start putting more quotes up and all this and all this and all this again and you see it all the time when people especially when people are heavy with uh the whole social media thing of posting uh the relationships and all that and then deleting everything and then going into uh, tirade of, um, you know, working on me, new year, new mean, doing this, cutting my hair off, whatever. I, I, I just never understood, like, why not just keep the same energy? Mm. Why not just be consistent in your appearance or what you do to give off that idea of the sexuality that you have to provide to your mate? Why turn it off? And then turn it back on when things, you know, get shaky. Like, what's the point of that? It's like getting into the the point of like, you know, you marry somebody, they look this way, and then as they get comfortable, years go on, they're a whole completely different person. And the, the other mate may get upset because you're you're not the same person. You 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 you're different. You let yourself go. But then when something goes wrong or something something bad happens that's when you want to go, you know, turn things up. That's when you want to get sexy. That's when you want to start working out. That's when you want to fix your hair. That's when you want to switch the clothes that you're wearing. Like, what's, why, <laughs> why push it to that point? Why not be, be consistent? And my thing is consistency, especially if you, especially if I met you that way and then you switch it up, like with this, with this perfect picture or example, you, you start doing this because that, especially in America, this always happens. You go out with somebody, they do this. Once thing gets, once they feel like things are solid, they start getting a little bit more lazier. 
and more lazier and more lazier and they switch up kind of going back into what trevor noah um was saying in an uh, example that we were talking about the other week of how people uh tend to sell this image or idea of what they are alluding to be and then as time goes on they can't keep up with that idea that they're trying to portray and the more as time goes on little by little that image starts to disappear so it's all a game but um i think it's a foolish game um, i just feel like just keep the same energy or just try to do it a bit more and maybe you won't have to you know turn into a chameleon when things are when the predators uh you know going against you <laughs> okay and as we see from uh the poetic charm dating when she says accept me at my worst why are you giving me your worst <laughs> and um i think that's a great you know question as well and also believe i heard you say on poetic charm josh that uh if she would have did the glow up before the relationship you know disintegrated maybe she would have kept the guy Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we all have seen this. And again, back in my Tinder days, you see this in every girl's profile, right? If you can't handle me at my worst. And again, Josh is not a fan of cliches because it's lazy. If you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. But again, if you're not putting your best foot forward, you don't deserve to be in a relationship with me. Duh. (laughs) Um. But just to play, uh, we're not even devil's advocate, but just to kind of add some more to this. My question is that I believe a lot of women, um, and Chloe just said, let me add to this. She says, usually when the glow up happens, they don't want to do no more. Just saying. Is that true? I don't believe that, Chloe. (laughs) Um, but, um, But I do believe that women do this because they know that the ex will give it energy. Right. So if he runs into her, if he sees her on social media, he's going to say, damn, girl, you're looking good. Like you lost weight. You you got your hair done, whatever, whatever. So my question is, why do we as men, not you and I, but men in general, why do we give it so much energy? You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I think the problem really lies at. Because if we didn't give it any energy and we walk past our ex, after she did her quote unquote go up and just be like, yo, what's up? How you doing? And didn't give it any type of energy at all, it wouldn't happen so much. It would not. Hmm. So, um, but see, hold on, Mike, to add on to Cole's point, we don't want to do no more. I, I get that, but just say that then. Why bring yourself to a lower level, <laughs> take it away from uh, your glowness just because you don't like someone anymore? Just say that. Why completely let yourself go and then, quote unquote, work back up again and then i guess if you like the person you get comfortable and then let yourself let yourself go again like huh <laughs> exactly that, that ain't working pattern That's of not behavior working. uh tragic bronson alert <laughs> um I, I i get what that can happen Chloe. she said i'm sorry i'm gonna read that she said usually they say when a girl start hitting the gym at the end of a relationship they about to bounce think they let themselves go by accident and getting comfortable. So I get where that can happen. I find it usually when the girl been dumped 
or the guy cheated on her. It's almost like a, I'll show him what he's missing type of deal, you know, more than anything or stuff like that. It's, it's not, definitely you know, both. It's definitely both. And I think uh, everyone's right here. It's just uh, I think for Miguel's point, I do think that uh, that energy to prove, you know, the show up the X is that uh, is that catalyst to get them into the gym and go extra hard. And get that revenge body, as Chloe's talking about, right. which is Chloe's show, Chloe uh, yeah. Kardashian, with Corey Callier. <laughs> and right, so to my original, <laughs> to my original point, it's because us as men, we give it so much energy and whatnot. We got to start ignoring these glow ups. <laughs> that way, they won't, you know, keep doing them overall. Honestly, like Josh but, never actually saw any glow ups. Because again, once once it's over, it's over. But the only re reason I saw is because they threw it in my face. And sure, I you know handled that in the moment. But after that, eh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how did they throw it in your face though? Like, well, again, if you go out of your way to contact someone, which an ex will usually do, right? Especially if she does have a globe. Oh, like look what I've been doing. I've been doing this. I've been uh, doing that. I've been reading. Oh. I've been meditating. I've been going to the gym. <laughs> I've been eating healthy. Congratulations! You're doing all the things that would have kept the relationship, but you do look. Hey, you do look fantastic. So you can get a couple of these rounds, get, get a couple of these strokes, and then you're gonna be back into the dating pool afterwards. That's hilarious, bro. Have you had a girl do a glow up on you, Banks? Uh, let me think. I get yeah yeah I've I've seen it happen you know uh, that's when usually the quotes come up um, <laughs> the gym the gym pictures right. uh, the tighter outfits mm. uh, you know it's like I said it's a game man I'm like why what's the point of you doing that if you just kept the same energy you wouldn't have to do any of that the glow there's no reason to glow up. <laughs> You just like, all right, this is over. I'm here. And then you'll find the next person. Maybe you should switch up this whole glow up phase and you might get something that may stick a bit longer. Interesting. Uh, and Chloe, I want to ask for a comment. Have you ever uh, had a glow up on an ex-boyfriend uh, that he noticed, I would say. But uh, I do want to say, like, just play devil's advocate though what if she was consistent right and that's and you met her like the girl on the left right mm -hmm. but then she had a glow up afterwards so you chose to be with the girl who looked i guess regular <laughs> and then had a glow up after just to play that right. not? would that make you feel a certain type of way josh i guess uh i don't know because at the end of the day if you broke up with the other person and they end up looking like that like you did accept them at their worst and during that moment they didn't have any type of inspiration to look like the person on the right right, right so okay. it still comes down to that point of complacency and laziness and all the things that are incredibly unattractive in the mate interesting what about you thanks i got an example uh all right. there was a girl that i don't even say i dated her we like <laughs> it was an interesting scenario but <laughs> there's this girl uh i think this is like in college the college days uh she went to the school in pa from philly 
um, didn't have much money. So it, the glow up basically uh, alludes to the agenda of, you know, obviously once you graduate, you get a little money. Obviously your clothing choices are going to change, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at this particular moment, this girl <clears throat> didn't have much money, you know, quote unquote broke college student, but she had a crazy body. She was Puerto Rican. I think she was Puerto Rican. She was tall, slim, crazy ass, like ridiculous. <laughs> like, cool. Like it was like wow. And but the way she dressed, at least from what she told me, she dressed a certain way because she would get a lot of attention. So she would dress like in baggy clothes, or kind of dress like a boy to avoid all the attention she would get. But another thing was because she didn't have much money to buy, you know, certain outfits or whatever, right? But um, I remember when I chose to talk to her, I was like, all right, whatever. But I realized the package that came with this. So I like uh-huh. took a step down, like, all right, whatever. Because when I saw what she had, I was like, whoa, <laughs> we can maybe make this work. But, <laughs> but in all actuality, the personality that came with it was just horrendous. Like she was just so dumb. I hate to say, but she was just like her conversation, her delivery, everything about her was not good at all. And I guess you are really dumb for real. (laughs) Yeah. And it it just sucked. It's like when you try to have a conversation with somebody and then they try to, you know, um, I guess make it as if they're smarter than you. And it just goes the completely left field. And with the Philly lingo and all that, I was just like, uh, I don't know. And then my boy, founder and you know he went on with her or whatever and then it was like the same thing like he obviously he didn't learn from my mistake but it's just like this whole glow up thing it's good but then sometimes it could probably tell you something when about the girl's personality like is it even worth going through all this sometimes it is sometimes it's not and um with her she completely changed her style and how she dresses now she wears more uh makeup changes her hair wears thinner clothing tighter clothing more revealing clothing uh she shows off her body more but she's still a bird brain with a degree (laughs) so that even though she may look good uh the whole package that she presents, it gets her nowhere because my friend still talks to her to this day. And she tells him about all the mishaps of the guys that play her and the broken relationships and all that. So this whole quote unquote glow up thing did nothing but just attract more of the nonsense that, you know, she went through in her younger days post glow up. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing. Go ahead, Josh. Oh yeah, I was gonna say is that it's you know it's just marketing at the end of the day because unless you have that internal glow up, and I got a shout mm-hmm. out twenty nine ish who had this meme. The glow up has to be internal, or it's not going to be a glow up, as John is alluding to, right? So it's not just external. No, no, I'm saying, saying it's not just physical. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Unless it's internal, 
Like the yeah. external is just going to be marketing, as you alluded to. Yeah. She's still going to be a bird brain or whatever, tonta, right? Like, yeah. and, and that's all she. That that's her level, right? That that's yeah. that's her only level. Mm. And that's um, ex girlfriends in general, right? Like, like whatever you didn't like, likely didn't change. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, on that level, so no matter no matter how their face or body looks now and stuff like that the little things that they could do are still the same so you still don't want to be back with them now to josh's point you know if you if you had a glow up and now trying to show it to me that's telling me i could smash again yeah so i would just smash the new version of you, you know what I mean? <laughs> thank you miguel and to close question y'all look at glow ups as being only physical well as gentlemen that's the only glow up that's going to get our attention club if we're going to be honest it's like trying to fix a Mercedes Benz, but the transmission is completely blown out. But you, but you completely changed the yeah. body. No, no dents, no broken <laughs> windows. The tires are great, but you can't drive the car. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not like having lunch with you. I don't know what else is going on in your world. I only see what I see, so I only see the physical at that point. Or not, so. Yeah. yeah. It, but but it, it happens because for whatever reason ladies keep forgetting that there's a difference between men and women and we just look at things differently. So until this, you know, is actually actualized, there won't be as much confusion in dating and communication between the sexes. But again, we have this agenda about blending the sexes, about equality, but then at the same time people still want chivalry. They still want to be like, "Oh, you can't hit women, but they can strike you first." And they don't get accountable for it. So it's just one of those things. So until people are actually accountable for their actions and they keep that same energy across the board, then they're going to have a lot more positive interactions with dating personally. That's what I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a reason why you don't really hear about a man blow up. Right. We don't really do that. Like we don't like even if a girl was horrible or cheated on or something like that, we don't be like. Revenge body, two thousand twenty. Like we don't, we don't do that. We just kind of move on. And stuff like that. Yeah, so, basically, so it's a little different. But moving on, um, and this is a question. There's no meme with this, but came from something that uh, uh, shouts out to Destiny, asking the Poetic Charm podcast. And my question for John and Josh is: Do do guys or should guys keep mental receipts of? <laughs> things they have done for a woman even if she didn't ask because that's like the the fine line right i didn't ask for it so what do you think sean i mean why not why not keep a mental library of all the good that you've done sometimes you know (laughs) even just to play like at least for me i might not take it as seriously but if somebody's if they're like talking nonsense or whatever I'm like, well, what about what about that trip we did? Or, uh, <laughs> right. you know, just to add on to the feeling like, oh, I don't ever do this. I don't ever do that. I'm like, that's funny because you weren't saying that when we did this or when we did that. Oh, and, okay. And the next response will be, I didn't ask you for that. So how do you respond to that? You didn't ask, but you took it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that same energy then. Can I have it back? <laughs> exactly thank you john oh, okay so obviously you didn't want it even though you didn't ask for it and that's a, another thing that shows that i pay attention because apparently you did like it 
<laughs> Josh, Josh, what are your thoughts about that question? Right. Oh, absolutely. I agree with John completely because at the end of the day, you still accepted it because how often do, again, as we know, full disclosure, ladies are solicited and offer things on a constant basis, on a daily basis, and okay. girls will pick and choose what to accept. But as John alluded to, you chose to accept. So surely yeah. you saw some type of value in what was offered, right? But again, whenever you get in these log logical conversations with women, it, it goes nowhere. Uh, no, because their whole thing is always going to be, you. I didn't ask for it, but I, I agree with you guys. That's not the point. You still took it, and you had a choice to say yes or no. But let's be clear, and you still took the particular item. And I also think and I, uh, women sometimes can put uh, kind of like, pressure on the guy to do these things without actually quote-unquote asking for it right by mentioning it by saying how much they need it by saying well i guess i gotta ask my guy friend at work or some other person to do it and then we feel this kind of pressure to say well i need to do this for my girl but then you come back and say well i ain't asked for it well did you really not ask for it you know what i mean so it's like um i i, I don't think they should keep actual like like uh, a tally somewhere, but mentally you always know what you did um, right. as well. And I also don't think it's just like throwing it in someone's face, but it's okay to, me to mention it if like John said, they're coming at you sideways for something. Like you didn't do nothing at all for them. <laughs> which, uh, like, okay. which happens frequently, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when them arguments come up or whatever the case may be, yeah, and they're definitely you, bringing that up. A woman's definitely bringing that up. Absolutely, and then you're going to get the actual receipts that Miguel uses his vernacular. You're going to get these receipts, right? <laughs> Josh might keep actual receipts. <laughs> oh, I, I would never. Nah, I know, I know. I'm joking on that. All right, um, we can move forward. We got a meme for this one, and it says, uh, "No woman wants to see her man all in the girl's likes." On social media, uh, we discuss on that. What is this? Uh, don't no girl want to see her nigga on a bitch's like That's true. A lot of women hate that, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't because they're not keeping that same energy. But go ahead, brother Banks. Right. Elaborate. Like, here's my thing. Um, I know women, like especially with me in the past, like girls who like comment on my page or say things let's say there's a girl I'm talking to or has interest they would take mental notes of all those likes and comments and then let's say we like, go out or we're having a conversation or whatever they'd be like oh <laughs> you're so popular oh you got all these hoes all this other and I'm like where does this come from I'm like this is a social media platform right people are are meant to like and comment on what you put out, right? Or are they just supposed to just not like it? Am I just supposed to disable all likes and comments and just reserve it for you? <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's how social media works. And then when it comes to women, women get hounded by men countless of times through DMs, through video chat requests, through likes, through uh, comments, through whatever. It, some of these guys are creative, and you see it. And I'm like, oh, should I feel a certain type of way when some guy's like, oh, I want to drink your bath water? 
Ish. Or, <laughs> or you need to leave whoever dude you're messing with right now. He a lame. He ain't going to do this for you. Or I, I need, you need to let me eat. Or oh, that looks tasty, <laughs> but I bet what's under that tastes even better. Whatever the, whatever the case may be, whatever they're going to say, that happens to women all the time, all the, all the time, every time. So that whole argument, there be no, better be no hoes commenting or liking my niggas stuff, blah, 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 blah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, that stuff is inevitable when you have social media. If that's the case, you must just delete it because it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, John, why don't you answer Chloe's question? Let me look. Uh, y'all look at facts. It's one thing receiving versus going out there and giving. What is go get? So how? How is it giving out that energy? What if you just so? Like, okay, let's say it this way, right? Let's say uh, there's a couple. One person looks better than the other person, right? Mm. And let's say the guy um, happens to be more attractive, right? And when you are an attractive person, you get a lot of energy. You get a lot. It's just human nature. People go out for what they see. Same as if you see a, an attractive celebrity. Uh, or artist or actor, you are going to reciprocate that energy because you like what you see. So, I mean, I think it, it, it really, it depends because you could just generally be posting a picture. I'm not saying you're posting prints or you're wearing certain outfits, but let's just say you happen to be somebody who dresses a certain way and this is how you met the person. And the person's not going to change, obviously, because they're with you, because that's how you met them as, I, how how they were presented to you as. So they're supposed to change what they've been doing and how they've been dressing and how they've been acting just because uh, you go out with them now? I don't think that's fair. Because the person is doing exactly what they've always been doing. So she says, Chloe... Like, I can't get mad if girls like my dude stuff for sliding in his DMs. I would expect that. He looked good. That's why we would be dating. It would be more of how he responds to that energy, same as how I would respond. Okay, that's fair. That's valid. But how, but how about him just liking a photo? I think what this meme is saying, liking another woman's posts. How would you feel about that, Chloe? And while she writes that, Josh, what do you think about this meme? Oh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot of selective morality for me because at the same time, in the same breath, how many ladies will have an issue with their men entertaining other solicitations or flirting or whatnot and other things like that? But at the same time, they get solicited all the time. I just think it's a whole lot to do for nothing. Like, it's just a like, you know, like if I'm scrolling down a page and, you know, okay, she's a cute girl. So I put a heart, like, you know what I mean? I'm not, especially if it's not a comment. Like, I mean, even a comment is not meaning I want to go like bone her right now. You know what I mean? But a like is even less. So I think it's just like, yeah, a like is, she just said a like, is a like no biggie and i agree with that um i guess in this meme 
you know, and I heard females agree to it. Like throughout this post, females agree to this stuff, stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't see why that's such a huge deal to me. Now sliding in DMs and like the Chloe's point, um, responding in DMs, stuff like that is uh is a little uh, that's a little much and whatnot but even if i commented on a girl um let's say if she put a um a uh you know a little uh a sexy picture and i put fire emoji something like that what does that mean <laughs> I mean, I look good. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever i'm just saying like so i just think it's a whole lot to do you know like you gotta have more um you gotta be more, more secure with your spot in a relationship. This is social media, like John said. That's what it's for. To like, comment, and you know, stuff like that. Or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't see why that would cause her to be all upset. Now, if a girl in my face in the street, that's different. Like, you know. Um on on that on that. I'm gonna move on forward because we all kind of agree on this. And um we got the next one here. Uh no, I like this. Men are more loyal than women. Simple as that. Meme included. So, mm. I not. Or maybe not. Yeah, I, I get the with the that meme. I I get where the person was coming from, because if a guy finds something in a woman that he really likes, and the woman let's just say fulfills the things that he desires and he feels that he can't get it from anyone else and hits those particular brackets on his bucket list. He is more subjected to being loyal to her as opposed to some, not all women, but to some, some women can be petty depending on what he does or what they may find out and do something behind his back and the guy would never know just because of how sneaky some woman can be. <laughs> and that's a fact. Women are the best cheaters. I don't care what anyone says. It's a fact. It's it's just the reality. Like a woman could ju- could do any and everything right like right underneath your eyes and you'll never know unless it's somebody told you. I, I think a it's a fact. I think it's a fact, and we discussed this before on New Year Radio, and I had a whole story about it, but the meme says men are more loyal than women. Let's talk about it. Once a man puts his all into you, he's not going nowhere unless you fuck up. Women will cheat if you forget to say good morning. Mm. Josh, what do you think about what do you think about the meme? Oh, that was funny. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's spot on because usually in both cases, whether it's a man or a woman, whatever they're not getting, they're gonna look for it in something if for someone else. But for as she's alluding to, for men, it's unless you fuck up. For women, it's unless you not say good morning or corny shit like that. <laughs> um, I definitely agree, uh, and and I think the the, the biggest part of it. Um, is that once he puts his all into you, um, men, um, you know, we, we, we tend to be, you know, uh, playing the market a lot, bachelors, having a lot of different women and stuff like that. So if we actually chose to, let's say, retire our jersey, quote unquote, and put our all into you, now we're loyal or whatever, because we didn't have to do that. 
right? right. We always had options and stuff like that. Right. So I think at, at that point, once that once that um, you know uh, educated and, and choice comes to a man, he's going to be super duper loyal at that point. Now, anything before that, you don't know. I got to be real with you, right? But especially with these new that, age women now. Yeah, yeah, but after that point, these Rihanna's and Cardi B's, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, especially that that little uh, meme that I don't know if, we, if one of y'all posted it, but uh, like when the the reporter was like, "So Rihanna, what what is it? What is it that you look in? What is it that you look for in a in your next man?" And Rihanna's like, "Oh, I don't need a man. That's first and foremost." <laughs> even though or, that wasn't the question or even with madonna <laughs> or share i'm sure it's share yeah we're share wow yeah but in the other part of it like i said about women i think um uh i mean the good morning part is funny but i think they are um you know even in more committed relationships they either find more reasons to cheat or talk about you know, stepping out or cheating more with their friends and stuff like that. Like you hear those conversations all the time. You never hear a guy like, "Hey, yo, bro, I think I'm gonna cheat next week." Like you never really be hearing that a lot like that. So right, it's about or even that that show with uh, where's that show called? The Easter Ray? Uh, Insecure. Insecure. I watched like three episodes due to a girl that made me watch it. Um, Asian, right. I, I feel like Josh this one. Not, don't get me wrong; it's a good show, but I, I personally wouldn't just sit down and watch it. But exactly, uh, I was forced to watch it, and I'm not gonna lie; I did enjoy it. But I'm I'm not gonna go out and just go out my own will and watch <laughs> it. But from what I've seen, there's an example of when you know Issa, you know, she had issues with her boyfriend or whatever, and she decided to step out and you know go through her whole phase. And right. I'm glad the fluidity and that example that she chose to give off where, you know, just in case something's not working out in your relationship or you have like a some setback, you want to, you know, play your options. And then may, you may want to go back to that particular guy and never make mention of what you did <laughs> during whatever mm. break or, you know, in turn, that you, you know, made a choice to have or play a part, just because you were you felt like you were getting from your significant other. You know, guys, I'm not gonna lie. This kind of reminds me of the domestic violence issue because when women cheat, they have a plethora of excuses that are usually accepted by other women. But if a man cheats, they're the worst thing in the world. Oh, bingo. And like I said, with that whole Monica and Brandy thing, there's obvious cues of tension and women are every single comment I've seen on the comments ignored all of it and said, this is great. Mm. They're glowing. See how they're friendly. See, see black, black magic. Women are great. All this. I'm like, you clearly are not looking at the jabs that they're throwing at each other. Delusion. And you know they're doing this for a marketing ploy. Monica has a single. Brandy has an album. That's why they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple uh, backup points to you guys' statements. Uh, oh, well, let's read Chloe first. She said, men act different and are less forgiving when a woman cheats. If we're going to bring sex, if we're, we're going to bring sex into this. Uh, 
So what about the women? So what about the women who cheat who never mention make mention of anything? And let's say they did have sex or whatever, mm. and they and they play the idea as if they're innocent, and that's the big thing. Oh, I'm innocent. I don't do nothing. Uh, by the way, oh. the the whole concept of emotional cheating is a female made up term to alleviate their blame from cheating. It's avoiding the responsibility and accountability. Right, but let's let's ask, let's ask her ask her a question. Um, are men less forgiving when a woman cheats? That's a good question. She asks. Well, of course. I think it depends. I think it depends. Okay. I mean, to Miguel, to your point, if, again, we're hanging up the player's jersey, we're not hanging up the player's jersey for you to act single. Yeah. Because we could just kept it up. You feel me? We could have those Kobe MJ numbers. <laughs> What's the point of doing that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I already got those, but yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I hear you. Um, I don't think where I think uh, banks. It depends on the scenario, um, which makes us not forget or whatnot. Like you know, what? I told a, I told a whole story on a new you ready. I walked in on a girl in the bed, you know, with a dude, you know, and after my my, my alleged katana play, <laughs> play for, <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't forgiving, but because she was in the bed with dude at our house. You know what I'm saying? So I think Banks' uh, point is, is is valid. It depends on uh, the scenario and whatnot. Um, and I will also say that, uh, that like I said, uh, well, so Insecure. Insecure, you're right, Banks. She cheated on her boyfriend because she didn't like uh, what he was doing with his career. Let's just base it down to that. And she cheated. He didn't cheat on her, but she cheated on him. And then from there, she went into a whole phase at that point. So um, I don't think men. And and I love that. You know what's crazy? Like, Mm -hmm. when when you think about that and think about this meme, you're correct. So she didn't feel like that he was doing the right thing with his career, that he was trying to, you know, uh, he was trying to, for, for Josh, uh, for, for context, Josh, he was a web designer trying to build his own app, but she wanted him to go out there and get a nine-to-five job. So, you know, she didn't want him to try to, you know, do what he wanted to do and felt like he could have made more money to support the rent by just getting a regular job, right, for context. Oh, so she was micromanaging. Right? Oh, okay. Basically. Okay. But the point is, on the flip side, to go with this meme, we would never just sleep with somebody else because a girl wants to follow her dreams, Right. And not have a nine to five job. Men don't do that. Uh, uh, close in the comments. You might want to read the comments. Let me go. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Uh, if we want to bring up sex, we talk about what's going on. Uh, let's see. On the show, she cheated because she didn't feel like he loved her. What? That's not true. It wasn't because of his career. Mike, you're wrong. He emotionally closed her out. And she it said, uh, but women are expected to forgive and i don't necessarily agree with that i think they're they're more likely to forgive to your original point right and i think one of the reasons why women are more likely to forgive is probably this reason right here remember fellas as long as you give her some a1 dick and look at her like this while you lying she's yours no matter what <laughs> that's a good one uh, Chloe to your point I'm talking about the initial season I love how they use Christina Milian <laughs> <laughs> I know but they did come back later on and try to explain more to it but either way he didn't cheat men would never even that okay you want to use that men not going to cheat because they feel emotionally closed out 
Like we don't do that or whatever. Yeah, like that's you know? uh that's female verbiage right there. That doesn't even compute to men. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So you guys cheat for smaller reasons. Uh, to the, so the, to the main point that we cheat for when you're loyal. And I agree with that hundred percent. Um and uh and um yeah, that's it. I, I think it's right. You know, hundred percent. I think that uh, when we're loyal, we're loyal. We're not. We're not changing unless you know, unless we fuck up and whatnot. But do you agree with that, Clo? Like, like all the stuff. Even whatever reason you want to say she cheated for, men wouldn't cheat for that same reason and whatnot. While she's in the, uh, you know, while she's in the comments, and we got one more uh, thing. Cause I'm gonna skip the fifth one because that's going with a some next week. But I'm gonna skip over to. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. She responded. Men cheat because of convenience and access. They cheat for different reasons. Reasons. You guys agree? I don't know. Convenient and access. I definitely agree. Well, I agree because when women cheat, there's always a reason. I feel like a more sophisticated reason because of how clever they can be when it comes to them hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> and avoiding blame absolutely i i think like there's more when a woman does it there's usually whatever reason they feel justified at doing it it's just like they make it work they, they make it work and it, they make it convenient and they make it so clean as if you thought you would feel bad for doing maybe you get caught up doing something once while your chick was you know finessing and gambling here and there and she was so good at it she'll make you feel bad (laughs) (laughs) and that's the funny part yeah um yeah i I agree i mean the convenience and access i don't know about the access part i do think they cheat for convenience in, in that regard but i do think back to the main point i do think when they're loyal they don't cheat for convenience I think when women are loyal, they still cheat for all types of reasons. Absolutely. Convenience and access. And especially if she doesn't have a glow up within the relationship. And as we all know, right, usually men are more uh, desired when they're in a committed relationship. So you're going to have women who are more attractive than the significant other soliciting your man. So that's that's going to be another reason. Hey, Banks, Chloe said loyal women don't cheat, bro. Yeah, but as as her, as a, what's it called? As Breezy said, these hoes ain't loyal. So <laughs> let, a, let a loyal woman meet her, her favorite celebrity. Exactly. For one night, one night opportunity, all these songs. Come on, please. And you're not going to, and you're not going to find out until what? Two decades later. So, you know, that concert I went to. So why, why you're already on the hook? Oh, now you tell me, as John alluded yeah. to, just being that much clever, right? Exactly. Well, even that or Eddie Murphy, well, I think it was raw when you, you mess up with your chick. Let your chick go on one of these vacations and meet the, <laughs> the Jamaican guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great Speaking scene. that accent to her, talking about if, I, if you were my woman, I would do this, that, and the third to you, and then make you come several <laughs> times, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, I can bet a chick like that. She was dating this guy, and she went to Jamaica, and mind you, 
she wasn't giving the guy any play. But when she went to Jamaica, she was with her friends. They were drinking. She was like, oh, this guy's really, this guy's sexy, blah, blah, blah. He's giving you eyes. And then she did, she was really on her hot girl-ish. And the dude took it down at the resort outside on the picnic table. But mm-hmm. mind you, she would never do anything like that in the States. And that's another thing with some women. When they go on vacation, just because no one can see them, they tend to act out more. We can agree to a disagree, but I know it's a fact. Oh, that's a because fact. You, because you see women, even when it comes to the pictures that they post or that they keep in their archives, they, they feel more open to, to like put thong bikinis, uh, take pictures of them topless saying, I'm open to the, and they'll have like a poem or a quote under it. Or they're, they're just more subjected to doing more being more free and active and living out their hoish ways because they feel like they're not going to be judged because they are not being seen by the average person. So regardless of what they do, they feel like they can, they, they can do whatever the hell they want and come back as if, you know, they're angels. Absolutely. And, and close says dudes be broke cheating and the girl still stays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and about your about your example, uh, I guess she said because her dude. I want to read it right. Her dude wasn't hitting it right, but I want to say you said that Joe should have left because Terry punched him in the face. So shouldn't this girl leave if the dude not hitting it right, rather than cheat on him? Right. I Absolutely. So again, there goes that selective morality again. But at the end of the day, I think on both sides, both men and women, if they're not satisfied, they will cheat. At the end of the day, right, right, I and think for uh, possibly- and to coin Miguel's phrase, women are going to cheat for petty label reasons. Yes, yes, I definitely uh, agree. Oh, the whole comment uh, in the raw example, I guess the Eddie Murphy role, he said, uh, "Dude was taking her for granted. If she's satisfied, she's not cheating." But not. Um, I mean that that last one. I can say that if she's satisfied, she's not cheating. That will happen 90% of the time. But um, again, if you're not satisfied, first of all, let's have conversations. Why you're not satisfied? That's mm. first and foremost. Exactly. Speak up. Instead of you hold, being mum the word, like, oh, you got it. I don't want to hurt your ego. Nah, hurt my ego. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. That don't make no <laughs> sense. Right. Like, you're not going to say nothing. Okay. What's the point? Right. Isn't it amazing? We do all this talking, but still lack communication. What, what is that about? Right. It's the biggest thing women c- complain about. Communication is key. But when it comes to certain things, they won't talk about it. Right. Okay. Just like avoiding facts. They're not going to talk about facts either because that's when they're hopelessly outgunned. Yeah, if we if yeah, if I'm not satisfying you, let's talk about it. And if and at that point, if I can't fix it, then dip. Don't cheat on me. Like that's not you know cool with that situation, or not. Um, moving on forward to the next topic. Uh, last one I got here is oh, this video I love it. The woman makes the guy wait ninety days <laughs> and then <laughs> get go ahead and play it, Josh. I've been dating this guy and. I have a 90-day period, so we can't have sex until after 90 days. So, absolutely. <laughs> so, I am wondering what should I do. I was excited for this intimate moment. Okay, now watch. And this is why sometimes it's better to just get into it. True story. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Savon. Now what happened? I was excited for this intimate moment. Mm -hmm. However, after I saw him in a shower and shirtless, he's not as fit as I thought. So, I don't want him anymore. What should I do? Well, 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 Savon. Maybe a more mature woman, Ooh. I'm just saying, okay. would understand. And don't get me wrong, because we all have our sophomoric ways. I know I do. But in terms of relationships, a more mature woman in 90 days already digs him. So whatever's under his clothes mm -hmm. almost doesn't even matter because you've got this beautiful guy who you've spent 90 days with. True, true. But in your case, you need body. So I guess just dump him. Yo, when I seen this, I just laughed. This old ass woman seems to be stuck so far in the past is ridiculous. This woman is about 35, 40. And you might say that's not that old, but she's not 25, 30. See, the thing about it is this. A man, this is with intelligent women, is looked for to be a provider and a protector. Not to have a six pack. There's nothing wrong with having a six pack. A man, you know, it will behoove him to get his body right, just like it will behoove a woman to get her body right. But the primary thing that the average woman is looking for, an intelligent woman is looking for, is a man to be a protector and a provider, not to have a six pack. But when it comes to women, it's a little bit different because we don't need a woman to be a protector and a provider for us unless you're the man's mommy. We need you to have the nice body. So we can get away with not having the body that we should have. But a woman? No, it's a little bit different. And then at the same time, this woman is worrying about seeing this man come out of the shower and not having a six pack. But what is this man going to say about you when he first sees you without that wig on? Are you going to understand him for saying, like, I don't want to deal with you because I've seen what's up under your wig? And I'm not just saying your hair, because a lot of you have long hair under your wigs. I'm not just talking about hair. I'm talking about what's inside of your head, your attitude, your way of dealing with life. Do you blame people all the time? Are you the victim in almost every situation? Do you deflect everything back on the other person? Do you have a problem listening? Do you take instruction from a man? Are you argumentative? I can go on and on and on. So the 35 year old women and up who have this goofy ass, I'm still in high school, I have my type, a guy has to have a six pack to be with me. Let me ask you this. Do you have a six pack? Are you in the gym? See, you can't look for a man that takes care of his body and you're a woman who doesn't take care of her body. So the next time you have this dumbass thought process, I want you to think about this video. Actually go back and replay the video. Cause she, as well as some of you, sound like whole idiots. Ish. 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 Uh, I think Banks found this, right? Well, what are your thoughts on this, Banks? I actually got uh, sent by Destiny. I think Josh did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so shout um, out to Destiny. My thing with this is <laughs> I think the woman is obviously uh, delusional um, <laughs> when it comes to her approach on men. And that explains why at her age, she's still going through these, you know, scenarios of dating in these 
stupid 90 day rules. Um, I think she should reevaluate her approach uh, when it comes to dating and uh, meeting guys and the 90 day rule thing. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what she's achieving with that, especially at her age. Um, a lot of men tend to go for women who are younger than what she is. Yes. So especially, especially if she's adding on to the the idea of waiting, she just, I'm not saying there's not, there's nothing wrong. If you want to wait, hey, do you do your thing? But, um, for somebody who is experienced and who is used to not waiting or generally into the person, why put this barrier of this 90 day, you know, prison term or probation period? I think it's, uh, it's nonsense and it just adds on to the foolishness that she puts herself in. And it just explains and adds on to the fact as to why she may be, quote unquote, still single um, in comparison to others. And I think this is another good example where there was a video that was posted a couple of years ago of a young woman uh, who felt who did the same thing, except she was a bit more attractive um, <laughs> than this one. But, um, you know, but she had like certain uh guidelines look like this person has to look like this they have to do this and they have to do that and she in a in a in a sense hurt herself over the years because now she was 40 and she had nothing to look for she had nothing to look towards all those years because she chose the bad guys she chose the guys with the nice bodies or whatever but it got her nowhere as opposed to looking at more than uh the physical appearance but you know, just to long story short, I think with her, she get. I, I just think she's 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 corny for her ninety day rule thing. Uh, the the point of the especially, I don't understand this. This part I don't understand. If you are so keen on looks and presentation, and if women are so good at paying attention to detail, how could you not notice a guy you've been dating for? for what was that uh three months and how you not notice the guy's figure i don't get that i, I just don't understand how you not pay attention to that detail to where you have to see him physically remove his clothing to say oh wait no no, no this is not this is not it i just don't understand that because if, if it was me i'm with a chick i already know i already have an idea of what you're looking like within if it's not the first day the second the second time we meet i have a general idea if i'm gonna like what i see or not but you with somebody for three months and i'm assuming with your whole 90 day rule thing you are receptive towards how he is in his presentation you would have an idea what this person would generally look like so i think this chick is just delusional um Uh, Josh, your thoughts on the whole thing? Well, do you want to read close comment? Oh, uh, I'll read her comments. Uh, she said, because uh, cause she read that Steve Harvey book, 
I said I had a girl who read and followed that book to a T, which is true. And then to John's comment about how does she not see it or, or know, uh, Chloe said she was talking about his penis and whatnot, not his actual body and whatnot. And I said, uh, she said shirt off, but I think she was lying as well. Yeah. And uh, how are they actually sh- like, I, don't I got that. the stage of showering. I don't believe that. But not smashing the, the whole the whole thing didn't make any sense at all, really. I don't believe the the, the penis part. I feel like women are very can be very honest about that, especially if you're on a talk show with a ton of other women. I'm sure if it was that, she would have said it. Um, yeah, I'm sure she would have said that. Come on, like it was it was a shirt. She was being politically correct. I doubt it. This woman seems to know what she wants. If that was the case, she would have said it. And um, I, I just think the whole thing, I just, I still think she's delirious. <laughs> right. And we talked about this on a new year radio as well. The whole 90 day mm-hmm. rule is arbitrary at the end of the day. Same thing with girls who are like, Oh, you know, three dates or I don't smash on the first date rules are meant uh-huh. to be broken. You know what I mean? And Josh is always going to be the exception to the rule in most times. So, and I think another thing to add, add to that, Josh, this whole, that Steve Harvey book, The Think Like a Man, or whatever. At the end of the day, there's men, there's women. Women should think like women. Men <laughs> should think like men. Mm, simple, right. It's simple, it's simple math. It's like, you, you should not force or try to step into a shoe that you were not built to understand. You you will never understand a man, and a man will never understand a woman. It's best to be the best version of who you are, as opposed to stepping out of you, of what you were, of what you were created to be, just because you read some book about some guy who has issues with his own stepdaughter in regards to what she's doing in these streets, and she's not apparently following these particular guidelines. I think you should just follow your own advice and be true to yourself. As opposed to trying to figure out what it is to be a man, because at the end of the day, you'll never understand how it is to be a man, and a man will never understand how it is to be a woman. Simple as that. Uh, so close says he might be older as well. Oh yeah, she is delirious for sure. Uh, first of all, who's taking advice from Steve Harvey on relationships? A lot. Like? A lot of people. And- <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, he definitely finessed a lot of women in this world with that book. Um, and then was springboard to a movie, two movies, actually. So, like his fin- right. His finesse game was on point. A lot of people bought it because of his name. And forget the part about Lori Harvey right now. Uh, more <laughs> like uh, the three marriages he had before that or whatever. So why would you trust him or whatever? But um, secondly, uh, the whole, I mean, I just feel like it should happen naturally. We had a discussion or whatever. You shouldn't come up and say, yes, you got to wait 90 days because you're always, you're, you're putting uh, a kind of, on a relationship, you're already like putting something on it. Remember Jazz said like, okay, I'll wait 90 days. And day 91, I'm going to still leave after I smash on day 90. So what's the point of waiting 90 days, right, at that point? And then the average guy, if you literally tell him 90 days, he's going to wait for you 90 days. But he's going to be smashing everybody else during that 90 days. Thank you. Like that. Thank you, Miguel. 
<laughs> so so what's the point of that as well? You more should just let it happen naturally and organically. This lady, however, who did make the guy weak and then, of course, saw him with his quote-unquote shirt off and decided to leave him, she's very immature for her age because what Wendy Williams said was correct. How do you date somebody for... You know, let's say 60, 70 days, and you're and you're so close, you're in his house while he's in the shower, but now he don't got a six pack, so you're like, all right, it's over for me. Like that don't make sense or whatever at that point. So by, she needs to grow up. Yeah, by the way, her body isn't on par with that either. So again, delusional. Delusions of, of grandeur. And and you know, and to that guy's point, man, he's right too, man. It's a lot of girls out here are built like Frosty the Snowman, Eesh. but want guys with six packs. I'm just saying. Hey, but that's what that's what feminism is teaching them. This is it's lying to the ladies at the end of the day. <laughs> saying, especially if she was like a baddie, if she was like a Halle Berry, a Jennifer Lopez. Okay, I I can see you demanding that. You you put in the work, okay, I get it. You have every right. But this lady was not not even Janet Jackson. Like if. Like, come on, man! Right, and you, she, you can't be—you yeah. can't expect—you can't expect that energy, and then you don't even follow the same energy for yourself. It just doesn't make sense. This is why this woman is delirious. The minute she said that ninety-day that ninety-day thing at her age, just walk away. You should have just walked away from the. He did. She did him a favor. Exactly. It's okay, cake. Stay strong. There's plenty of I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he had to walk away because again, a lot of dudes gonna just smash something else. So I don't know if he had to walk away, but I do feel like you know she did him a favor with the whole shirt off, and that's not good enough or whatever at that point. Because what what were you doing for the whole 55, 60 days? Didn't you like him already? I don't understand that and whatnot. So that's and, and, and it can't be that much um, uh, discrepancy between. You know what he saw. What you saw with his shirt on and shirt off. Well, like he was like, you know, Yokozuna to like, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle or whatever. So that little bit of difference made you want to leave him. Like, come on, man. That's like not, 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 not cool at all. So yeah, yeah. she did him a favor. Uh, I would say. And on the whole rule thing, I tell girls all the time, man. Listen, you can do what you want, but I advise don't give a dude a number. By giving him a number, then you're gonna make him either dip like Banks is saying, or just fuck other chicks or whatever like that. So it is what it is. Yeah, and I'm sure that gentleman had someone come over uh, while he just got out the shower, most likely. So <laughs> right, and that lady is not pretty. She ain't cute. Yeah, well, Wendy Williams schooling you, you definitely know you're wrong, or whatever like that. So um, that, that's how I feel about that situation. She is so. Completely lost. She's like Eddie Murphy's stand-up special, Delirious. Ish. Ish. <laughs> it's literally a joke. When I, that's when I saw that. I was like, I hope women can watch this and understand by looking at someone else that may have the same thought process as you, how silly this sounds. No, they're going to be like, yes, girl, talk that shit, unfortunately. Uh-huh. I and mean, it's a lot of women out here. Old. Be seventy-five years old, still with nobody, Eesh. And, and, and fifteen caps. But <laughs> it's a lot of women out here who do try to follow these arbitrary and uh, you know antiquated rules of how long, and how many days. And I guess they feel like if they wait that long, then they'll appreciate it. But it don't mean that, ladies. You know, PSA <laughs> to, to, to you overall, <laughs> stuff like that. So 
I just want to let y'all know, like, don't give a number, let it happen uh, or organically. It'd be much better for you guys. Cause I know how guys, you know, act in that situation. So, and a guy, listen, and, and, and a guy, I, I don't agree with banks for a guy. Don't say no. Just be like, all right, cool. And just smash something else. Go to time. Period with that. So, on that situation, I didn't say, no. I didn't say, say no. I just said oh. in her, I said in her for what she's saying. I just think it's nonsense. There's no reason for you to say that. Because at the end of the day, depending on how skilled the guy is, he's probably going to end up seducing you before seducing you before that 90 day period. Anyway, depending on how skillful this particular guy is, mm -hmm. which usually does happen. Mm -hmm. It may not happen for everyone, but it, it happens. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, oh, wow. Then I never thought that would happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't think, don't yeah. think you're going to get it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, hey, that's our show, people. Uh, you know, thank you all for tuning in. Please watch, comment, and uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Another episode of Food for the Cultures in the Books. We'll be back next week with another show for you guys. And uh, we appreciate you watching. Absolutely. And uh, shout out to Chloe. She actually sent us an update. So Rock and his entire family actually tested positive for COVID. I saw that uh, as well. I believe they tested positive. Uh, they've been tested positive, apparently, from what I read, and they're actually getting better now. So he didn't put it out when it first happened, apparently. So Ah, someone um, with a good PR team. How about that? Yeah, so they're on the actual uh, other side of it already, like, 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 like getting better and stuff like that. So, yeah, PR team is out there. But all right, gentlemen, talk to y'all later. All right, good night. All right, tools.